the Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan podcast by night, all day. The full charge is here. Yeah. Can you type and, and not look at the screen? Yeah. I, I took a typing class in high school. Had no idea it was going to pay off so huge. I can barely do it. I, I kind of do, do it. it. My mom's a receptionist. I can type. It runs in the fucking bloodline. Crazy, bro. You've yeah. got skills mm-hmm. to pay the bills, even if this comedy thing doesn't work out. I can still type like a Kelly girl. Fuck. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. I the wish that was still a thing. Charge, the full motherfucking charge oh, oh. is here. It's good to be here on a special day. Good to, sp- good to be here with you, brother. Um... Comedy store tonight. Oh, yeah. My first set at the comedy store in seven years. I went there the other night. It was just too much fun. It's like, great, I, right? I got to go back. It's not the same sadness no. that it turned into when you left. No, right? it's way more upbeat. It's yeah. crazy. The management's great. Everybody's like all professional and everything. Like, uh, and that show they do, that roast battle show, oh, holy shit, is that, that might be one of the best shows like for an audience member to attend in LA. It's fun. It's so it's fun. fun. It's so well done. Yeah. All those dudes that are in the, in the, well, this week they were terrorism guys, and some weeks they're black guys. What are they called? The Negro Wave League? What yeah. are they called? Yeah, oh, kid. my Jeremiah. God. <laughs> so Jeremiah funny. Watkins, who's also the host of the Death Squad podcast, Thunder Pussy, is a hilarious comic on, you know, in his own right, but he's a part of this little group that during the roast battle, when a joke does really well, they run on stage and do these crazy antics, and they, the terrorist guys, th- this joke murdered it just murdered and they ran on stage and they waterboarded a dude <laughs> <laughs> they threw a towel over his mouth poured water in his mouth i mean because the, the like you know it's like when when someone kills with a bit they're like oh, oh shit oh shit and this is a small room where we saw this is in the belly room the comedy which might hold 100 people if you stuffed Barely, everybody yeah. to the gills there might have been 100 people in there that night yeah hanging out the windows yeah. and everything i mean people are just cu- just crammed into this fucking spot and uh, we had a great fucking time. We really had a good time. It was I saw, really fun. I saw a joke over so well one time in the Negro Wave League. There was one <laughs> white guy, and they threw all this paper on the ground at first. It was kind of before the sketch started. Right. And they start picking it up, and it's cotton, basically, because this white guy starts whipping them all. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's over the top, oh dude. Oh, my God. And they got a whites-only section that yes. says racist shit. Totally racist <laughs> shit. It is a sign on their table that says whites-only. <laughs> It's really good. And, you know, it's just fucking good. And Brian Moses, yeah. who hosts it, mm-hmm. he's fucking funny, man. He's really good. It's he's like, funny, and he's great at that gig. It's reminiscent of uh, 8 Mile and the whole the MC battles. And yeah. he's very Mackay Pfeiffer or whatever yeah. that guy's name is. You know what I like, too? That he says, hey, at the end of it all, we hug it out. Yeah. You know, I like that, man. It, like, it comes, it, the whole thing comes off like what it is. It's a joke writing contest. Did you know that um, if two white guys go head to head, that they're allowed to say the N word once wow. each? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they ha- allowed to. They're allowed to. Each. But they, they got should in make trouble. everybody put their phones in a basket when they go into that place. <laughs> they really do. Because well, someday someone's going to be on stage. <laughs> and the people that are like on fucking whatever, you know, super progressive blog that gets That's this already video, happened. Yeah. I'm sure Did it Brian has. said something about it the other night. He goes, listen, if you get easily offended, get the fuck out of here. What happened he on said, a blog? Somebody wrote about like, you know, the, the N-word's the N thrown around a lot in that room. <laughs> From the whites only, from the black guys, from the du- judges, from the all Negro wave crew, they say it a lot. And who is the? Who and is somebody the guy? went home and blogged about it. Really? Yeah. As that's how it goes down now. Los Angeles, the comedy store giving white comics an N word pass. <laughs> 
Oh, that's so funny. As you're saying, so it's gotten funny. more professional at the comedy store. But that's so funny. More old school, at least. It's so funny that someone... First of all, someone just doesn't get what they're doing at a place like the Comedy Store yeah. in, a, in a show like the Roast Battle. Like the whole point of the thing is pushing it over the top, way over the top, over the in top. the most ridiculous, unrealistic. No one's actually saying that. No, it's almost pr the white section is almost pro wrestling. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing is pretty much pro wrestling. Yeah, in, in it's a way. very in a lot of ways. It's which is one of the reasons why Hinchcliffe fucking loves it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> battle, battle, battle. It's fucking great. Love it's a it. Great goddamn show. So I went there for that, and then I went there for Ari's taping of his show, and it was just too fun. I was like, I gotta come back. It just doesn't seem like what I was running from, you know? The old school vibe is there again. Like, just, I don't know. It's just really cool. There's a lot it's of energy that, there. It's like swanky, classy, and but kind of dirty and down and out there's at the no same time. There's no place like that. Yeah. There's, there's just no place like that. And I felt it when I was there. I was like, this place. There's something, <clears throat> you know... It used to be Ciro's nightclub back yeah. in the 19-whatevers, the early, the Bugsy Siegel owned it. And mm -hmm. the, the story that we always heard from everybody there was that it taunted and that a bunch <laughs> of people had been killed there. Right. right. And they say there's a sniper point in the green room looking down on the yeah. main room. Well, there is. Yeah. There, it's not <laughs> yeah. a sniper point, but there's a, a small window. Right. But apparently it was like what Jerry Lewis wanted. Mm -hmm. Like Jerry Lewis wanted to watch the opening act so he could, I guess, know where they're at. So like he could get nervous. He, <laughs> well, you know, so he can get a view, see how everything's going. Right. You know, like in case they didn't have cell phones, they couldn't text somebody, oh, uh, you know, oh, this this fucking crowd sucks a dick. You know, they, right. they couldn't, and there's no way to let each other know. You couldn't call, hey, just to let you know, there's a guy, a drunk guy <laughs> in the front row. And, you know, yeah. so I guess he just would watch the opening act, or maybe he was, you know, maybe he's insecure. Your opening act keeps saying, killing. yeah, exactly. There's guys who tell you to take it down a notch. I've heard sure. guys on the road, like uh, work with guys, and the guys tell them, dude, you're, you're going a little too hard. Slow yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've had people tell me not to do certain jokes. Really? That that really didn't kill their jokes. You well, know what I, I mean? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Did they tell you not to do it? At, like it was I was offensive? just starting out, and I had this closer, and it was very hip hop oriented. Yeah. And this guy, and he's an awesome comic. I, I won't even say who it is because I I think he's awesome. But he was like, "Hey, I got one hip hop joke, so you can't do it." And it really hurt me at the time because it's all I really had. Hmm. You know, but that's wow. life. That doesn't. That doesn't seem too bad, but oh, that's a tricky one, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I've worked with guys before, and, you know, they're opening for me, and they touch on the same subject that I'm going to touch on later. It's like, unless you've already been doing a bit, and then the dude does it, and he's opening for you, and then it's kind of like you're paying someone to trip you up. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. You can that, can, that can be argued, I guess. Yeah. I mean, maybe... Is, was it, it didn't harm his bit you say no way this guy was way too funny to have anything I say harm him hmm. but there's just like a, maybe a paranoia or something there yeah you know maybe I don't know it's, I was telling Brian earlier it's like all the road trick is just to go hey Brian was talking about this earlier and then you do your fucking thing that is, you know, yeah. that's all you have to do, really. Yeah, that's the road trick. Yeah, yeah and that—that's a great way to segue into it, so mm -hmm. you don't pretend that it wasn't already discussed exactly forty minutes ago, or the subject wasn't. Yeah, that you know, Brian Callen had a, a, an interaction with a guy on the road once, and um, it was—it was real weird because I was on Brian's side because you know Brian's a great friend, but I was also not on his side. <laughs> you know, it's hard. He worked with some guy, and the guy opened for him. And the guy apparently, in the course of like his bombing, like he wasn't doing so well, um, he started uh, talking to the crowd and like uh, telling the crowd just some shit that whatever, just something about like uh, 
the way they were reacting or the way the you know the show is going to be for the rest of it. it was some non-funny thing where he's just talking to them and brian goes what are you doing like why why are you just talking to them and he goes hey man that's my time on stage he's like no yo, you're opening up for me and you weirded the whole crowd out you just like you started bombing then you started talking about comedy or talking about why they're not laughing at you or Whatever the fuck it was. I don't remember specifically, but I remember thinking, like, man, I kind of see both sides apart. Like, the guy sucked, right? He wasn't yeah. doing well, but we all sucked at one point in oh, time. Yeah. Like, how do you not suck? And that's also how you um, get past sucking is to go, all right, jokes are off the table. I'm just going to talk like a regular human being now. Sort of. Maybe just at write better times. jokes. Yeah. Record well, your shit. Well, listen to what, what's not funny about it. I mean, there's right. a bunch of things that sure. you could do. But... You know, it's weird when a guy tells you not to do something. It is. And you just like, oh, I don't know. Like, the only thing that I could see is like what I said earlier. Like, say if you have your bit about uh, the dolphin bit. Like, if you had a guy who went on before you who also did like a super similar bit about having sex with something like really similar, you know, like a monkey or something like that, something smart, you know, it could be like super trippy like it would trip you up meaning you know like if you went up and did your bit like you know, the, the whole premise has been kind of beaten down even if it's a different joke right. yeah yeah and that's my dolphin bit actually started as a sex type joke about having sex with a dolphin and then now it's not has nothing to do with sex with a dolphin isn't that interesting how that happens it's mm -hmm. like when you come up with a bit like it starts off as like a seed yeah. and then from there it goes off and sometimes like just a tagline becomes yeah. a totally different branch that becomes a totally different tree and, and a lot of the lines come from, all right, you didn't get a laugh at first, and then you're trying to save it, yep. and then you're on a totally different page. You or know? there's a, what, just some weirdness in the room, you went left when you should have went right, and mm -hmm. a new line just pops into your head. Absolutely. For whatever weird reason. That's why like the act of comedy, like creating comedy, is so, it's so complicated. It's, there's no, no one exactly knows where all that shit's coming from. It seems like the only consistent thing that seems to work for me is you just got to do a ton of sets. Yeah, it's about, it's about doing it. Because like, you can sit there and like memorize your bit, and you're like, it's got to go exactly like this. You do it exactly like that. It doesn't go over that well. Then you start talking. You start riffing. And yeah. all of a sudden, all this stuff you just made up on the spot Mm -hmm. It's way funnier. Way funnier. Sometimes. You need sometimes the audience there. It's dick sandwich, son. Well, sometimes it's dick and poop <laughs> on bread. Yeah. And yeah. you just got to eat it. You got to eat it. Like you like it. So it's like I kind of get that Brian was saying, hey, this guy's bumming out the crowd before my, my set. Yeah. But then I kind of get that this guy is, you know... He's just doing his shit. That's why I take guys I know with me on the road. Absolutely. That way I know, you know, I know what Ari does. I know what Brian does. I know whatever, you know, we know what everybody does. And it's funny. So you get to enjoy it. Like, I like enjoying stuff. The worst is when you don't like a guy and you're working with him and then they're laughing at him and you're like, ew, they're laughing at this guy. <laughs> yeah. Ew. It sucks you out. Or it's like, yeah, it's like, if they like this shit, yeah. how are Ugh. they going to like me? Ugh. But even if they do, you're like, I don't even like you guys. <laughs> I saw what you liked. <laughs> you like awfulness. <laughs> One thing that we ran into uh, last week in Toronto is, uh, I mean, all the people were really funny, but like getting people that you don't know thrown up in front of you, you know, because yeah. uh, it could go really bad and it could go really good. You know, luckily there was yeah. a lot of funny people in Toronto, but, you know, we did this one show and this one guy who opened it up did 10 minutes opening he was only supposed to do five and it was some of the worst <laughs> comedy you'll ever it was one of those where the guy's just screaming at the audience like right right guys like like trying mm. to make them say yes you're right all right that's funny you know it yeah, was homeboys awful. in a panic what? was it angry or was it just loud it, it, loud and just inexperienced and just 
like the audience just sat there and watched him, but he was like trying to get them like, no, you have to respond, respond. You know, it was mm. bullying, <laughs> yeah, bullying bully, the audience, bullying, bullying. Well, bullying you know what it comedy. is, man. It's just misguided energy. He's just yeah. trying to get a result, and it's yeah. just not happening. So he thinks if he's just really big, you know, like right. sometimes like people will like watch some stand up and they go, oh, I know how to make it. I know how to do it. Sure. I'm going to do what Kevin Hart does. I'm just going to do that kind of thing. And <laughs> right. they'll just literally try to emulate. But Kevin Hart's funny is his funny. He knows how to do that funny. Like, if you try to do that funny, it could fuck you up. It'll yeah. definitely, it'll definitely, like, sort of hide whatever real funny's inside of you. Yeah. Like, you're, you'll be trying to be Dane Cook. You'll be trying to be Steve Byrne. You know, whoever it is that you think is funny. And when you do that, man, it can really fuck with your head. Absolutely. It takes so many years. It, it takes longer in comedy than anything else, right? Oh, it I takes three so. years. I think neurosurgery is probably way longer <laughs> than comedy. I think I think of a bunch of things that yeah. you could do quicker than, or that would take a way longer time than being able to get a laugh consistently. <laughs> <laughs> You're right about that. But doesn't it take most guys like three years to even be like somewhat funny? Sometimes. Some dudes you know? are really funny out of the gate, like within a couple of years. Like it depends on how much Alcoholics Anonymous they've had. Right, right, they right. They right, get right. up in front of those people and talk. How much substitute teaching they've done. Dude, we had a guy back in boston uh rest his soul he's passed since but his name was dave fitzgerald and uh he was a funny guy man and he fucking he learned how to do stand-up completely from uh doing alcoholics anonymous speeches mm -hmm. he was a guy who like was long-standing drunk you know and then got his shit together started doing stand-up at these meetings like started telling his stories and his stories were fucking hilarious his stories of you know excess and just had a great delivery and timing yeah that fucking guy was a solid professional like inside of a year nice he just for whatever reason like we were all like marveling at him like the guy used to be a drunk but look at how organized he is and, like, right you know he's constantly performing and networking and but he got sick i don't know whatever happened to the guy but i think something some cancer or something he died a couple guys from boston were really funny died of cancer hmm. but this guy my point being that he did something else. Like, if you do something else, like some guys, like uh, like your buddy was in bands. Um, Dean Del Rey. Dean Del Rey, yeah. right? And, like, being on stage all the time and being in bands, he had a point about that. It's like, you kind of understand what it's like to be on stage so that that part of it is, like, not as difficult. Right. Yeah, I mean, he jumped into it pretty quick. You know I mean, he started, I don't know, like five, six years ago, but he was, had been in a band for, what, 25 years. Like, And he toured with some of some major acts. You yeah. Know? Uh, so yeah, he, he. I mean, he, I I used to do open mic with him at the beginning, and he jumped right into it. Well, we got to get him is... on. He's got some funny fucking stories. I yeah. saw him on Dom Herrera's podcast. It was really funny. Yeah, because he's toured with bands for what, like decades, yeah, right? Yeah, dude, Been he's got San a Francisco. story. Well, go to the Dom Herrera one. Yeah. He's got a. Don't go to it now. Okay. But I mean, if people listening to this go to the Dom Herrera podcast, and he's got this story about. I think it's Joe Walsh shitting his pants on stage that he put waiters on because they were going to fire him. Like, he really did have diarrhea, but he was such a mess. He was constantly missing shows and shit. Right. So they were like, dude, if you do this, they're going to fucking sue you. Like, you, you got to perform. So he put fishing waiters on and just shit his pants oh, while he was on stage. Right. <laughs> and it's, it's Dean, mm. Dean does a great job telling the story. It's really, wow. really fucking funny. And it's a good podcast. So Dom Herrera has uh, Live from the Laugh Factory with Dom Herrera. And she, yeah. can't say enough things about Dom. Check it out. Dom's the shit. I love that guy. He's just so classic. He's the man. He's so classic. He's always funny. And in you know when he's at his best? In situations like Thunder Pussy. You know, like when he was judging <laughs> Thunder Pussy? Oh my God, he's a murderer. 
Or he's kill just, Tony. Kill Tony. Oh, did I say Thunder Pussy? Yeah, yeah. yeah you don't judge Thunder Pussy. Kill Tony. <laughs> you know, the, the one with the yeah. sta- Tony's right. Cliffs, obviously. But he's so fucking funny on it. The one he and I did, it was. he's just so good. He's such a, like, I love a classic stand-up comic yeah, like that. Yeah, with the attitude and the authority yeah. oh, and just yeah. the jokes and the whole deal. It's, the whole deal. Yeah. The whole deal. Just love that guy. So, uh, you know, I saw him there the other day, too. And Joey was there the other day at the comedy store, too. Yeah. Just felt great. It felt great to just be there. It's weird. I was watching the uh, I was watching the YouTube's last night with you and Mencia fighting. Yeah. Oh, he's, fighting he's it hosting out. the show tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. I almost asked. You should I, ask. I think that would have been funny. It would have been the funniest shit of all time. If he would say yes, I was actually yeah. on that show that night. I opened up the show that Did night. Did you really? Yeah, absolutely. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, was yeah. that two thousand seven? Was it two thousand seven? I believe it was. It was yeah. Like, february or something yeah i still have the seven page letter that crazy sent me from the comedy store so did you get in trouble with the comedy store after that yeah a little bit something, <laughs> something went down something what exactly down. did they say it's a long story okay and the guy behind it is gone anyway gotcha it's all well, it's different there i went there the other night too man and when ari was filming a special i, I plopped myself right down next to paulie yeah, I saw that. I, I almost shit myself because people were like, dude, go look inside this room right now. And I look over and I'm like, Joe and Polly sitting in there talking. <laughs> well, I looked at him like, I don't have a problem with this dude. Well, sure. I can go be friendly with this dude. And I just sat down next time. I shook his hand and we had a nice little conversation. We had a nice little conversation about how happy he was that Ari was doing the special in the original room. Really cool. And I was like, yeah, I mean, it's a classic room. And, you know, and Polly was like, yeah, and he's so comfortable here. Like, it was a nice little conversation we had. So it was good. Yeah, he's very, uh, Polly is very matured now. It seems like the more I lately. Well, he's like 60. Yeah. Why no, the, how dare you? <laughs> I think it's totally unfair to judge, to judge anybody based on who they were. Yeah. I right. mean, you kind of know who they are, but to say that that's who you are that defines you right now in this current moment, it's no. pretty, pretty unfair. Yeah. So I, I try not to do it as much as possible, but there's, you know, there's obvious exceptions. Like if Ted Bundy was out, I'd probably have to kill him. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like there's certain dudes, like you can't get away with what, you can't cut women's pussies out and put them on your head. And <laughs> Some things you can't shake Instagram off. photos and then you get out of jail and then I'm going to, yeah, you did that in the past. We're going to judge you on that. <laughs> We're going to hold you yeah. to that. We're just going to end it for you. Yeah. But, but you know, there's there's people that you become enemies with that it's almost like you get in a pattern of remaining their enemy. So it's like, or and I was never enemies with Polly. Enemies with Mencia. Yeah. Never really enemies with Polly. But you, you get into this sort of a thing where it's, it, this is just what we do. You know, we can't just let it go. Like, I fucking hate that fucking guy. What he tried to do to me and fucking this and that. And then he turned around and went, and everything. And this shit goes on for like years and years where you, like the echoes of one conversation or the echoes of one interaction can like remain with you for your whole life. Just because you choose it, that person remains your enemy. You put so much vested interest and energy into it. It's a complete waste. And if you can just, whenever you have like these little conflicts with people, just as many times as is possible, resolve them. Absolutely. Like, you'd be amazed at the psychic weight that's lifted off your soul when you do that. I think you're you'd right. Be amazed. Yeah. You'd be amazed. It can be, be in a, a really negative space every time you think about that. Just, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, people that you have... Con- like, there's, there's some conflict in life that is unnecessarily necessary. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, it's, it's necessary... But it's, it's unnecessary in the sense that if we were all living in utopia, if we all had our shit together, if everybody was cool and balanced, it wouldn't be taking place. Right. Like, the vast majority of conflicts wouldn't be taking place. Because if you really think 
about how many people there are on earth and think about how little actual conflict there is everybody was always wants to dwell on the horrible aspects of our our, our current existence they want you know, iraq and afghanistan and murder and crime and a woman walked down new york city street <laughs> for 10 hours and all she got was men that wanted to fuck her you know, yeah. I, I understand that that's an issue. I, sure. do, I do understand, look, I have daughters, I have a mom, I don't want anybody feeling harassed by a bunch of apes. Sure. Just because some dude's like, yo, yo, I got some, I got a picture on my wall, I think I've showed, told, talked about it before, but it's from like 1951, it's uh, an American woman in, in, uh, in Italy, and she's walking down the street, have you ever seen it? It's a classic mm -hmm. image, I have, it's a huge picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's these guys from like 1940 or whatever the fuck it is, yeah. and they're holding their dicks, hey, yeah, yeah, over yeah. Here with this fucking broad yeah. oh with the scongeal over here with the <laughs> goddamn look at that fucking piece of this and this is like i used to think that people were like fucking father knows best back then yeah well you know i i heard that i mean obviously those guys actually acted like that but i read that that photo was somewhat staged in that they did a couple takes of it no well, and they knew they that. were gonna that's get the picture they knew they were gonna get it Dude, that's reality TV in yeah. fucking 1951 or whatever it was. Wait, what year is it, Brian? Does it say? Uh, I don't know. I'd love that picture. She knew the photographer. Apes. And they, they set that up, kind of. I mean, even though they're actually really apes yelling at her. Oh, those are real apes. Yeah. That's real. The way yeah. they grab. That's my people. That's my ancestors. <laughs> savage 50. monkey fucking yeah. folk. They're savage monkey folk. I'm allowed to say that because I'm Italian. I'm yeah. glad that I'm Italian because I can shit on Italian, <laughs> sure. Italian behavior or some Italian behavior. Yeah. 1951. <clears throat> 1951. And, yeah. They're animals. Look at them. But, it's Tony Hinchcliffe. you know, that, that woman walking down the streets in New York, some of it they should have just not left in the video because it really fucked with their point. Because some of it was like, God bless you. Have right. a beautiful day. You look beautiful. Yeah. Some of it, I mean, come on. That's man. how people meet each other. What they what what f bothered me a lot was this one guy who stood next to her and kept walking with her whole life. That guy was a creep. Yeah. That right. guy was a piece of shit. There was a couple guys that were real legit pieces of shit. And that I think should have been highlighted in that video. That these guys are out there and that a girl could get, you know, just stuck your wife, you know, your girl, your mom can yeah. get stuck next to some asshole who's creeping on her. That was real, but you know, hey, beautiful, you know, I got a lot God bless you. I got a lot of shit because I said, I, I just tweeted that video when it came out and I said, uh, God, this has to be annoying because I, w I was thinking if it was me just trying to walk down the street <laughs> yeah. and Yo, every five seconds, yeah, Brian, what's hey. up? I'd be like, well, for me, was, that though, would drive me crazy. You would just right. be able to high-five the dudes and keep walking. <laughs> but you I know, wouldn't no want to do that. No one to stick their penis inside you and ejaculate. I don't, I don't want any interaction with people that I don't know. Like, now, how great part. would it be? Well, then what are you doing? <laughs> why are you doing shows and why are you doing a podcast? What the fuck are you talking because about? You're in show business. Because these people know me more than anyone You're telling me I know in real life. You wouldn't like to walk down the street and have girls try to fuck you all day long? No. Hold up. <laughs> these people know you more than anybody in real life. You mean people, people listen that, to the podcast? Yeah, people that listen to the podcast know me more than uh, like my friends back home in Ohio. Well, they or listen my, to my the podcast, right? Or my sister. Because mm. these people know hours and hours and years and years of almost a biography of all this of us. This is the last place you want people to judge <laughs> I know, you. I know. <laughs> you on this podcast is literally the last place on earth. Right. You should have, like, this is basically me. Like, someone, like, if Smash Adams made a compilation of you, like, if you're confused oh, as Jesus. to who Brian is, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys, people walking down the street, they just be running at you asking questions. <laughs> hey, do you believe in evolution? <laughs> Why are black dicks so much more delicious? 
dishes, Brian. <laughs> you need a fucking answer. Okay, I'm, all right. And take it. Th- take it. This. This is how I kind of mean. If I were to imagine my sister walking down the street and this happening to my sister nonstop, I would be pissed off if all these guys are pretty much just like, like 100%. you know, like hawks in a yeah. in a, a wounded animal. You know. Well, some of them, but some of them were like, "Hey, beautiful." Like she would walk by, hey, beautiful, right. you know, and here's something that someone told me online. Someone, I read this. Someone was saying that they have a friend who's a girl who's from South America mm-hmm. and in South America, women like it. Like yeah, women well, would be upset if they made cat calls illegal. Like girls like it when they walk down the street and guys start going, whoa, hey, baby, what's up, baby? Because their butts are swollen. They're, they're wanting to mate. I, I think there's no they're in estrus. <laughs> I'm not, I don't think that's the issue. I think the issue is that they, it's a different culture and that our culture is becoming hypersensitive, acutely aware of sexual assault and rape, and they, uh, they connect every single act of... Uh, I won't even say aggression, but like enthusiastic courting, like on the street, like even un- unrealistic. Like, yo, baby, won't come park that shit on my face. Has that, has that ever worked? Has <laughs> any girl ever Never. like backed up and just planted her ass on a dude's face when he said that? Probably, yeah. You know what works though? Probably has. Honking your horn. Honking your horn always that works. That shit works every. That's how my parents met. Yeah. You could honk your horn. You could yell out the window. All that stuff is valid. Do you remember? Do you remember <laughs> checks out. Do you remember like a year ago? I told you that I was trying an experiment where I would at lights. I would like honk the horn and be like, "Hey, what's up? What's up, cutie?" And like, like talk to people in <laughs> yeah. cars. And it was really uncomfortable to do. <laughs> but I wanted to see what the what would happen, and, yeah. and it really was. Girls just sitting there like, "Don't look over. Don't look over. <laughs> oh don't look God. over." And that's, and that's what I feel like. That you know, like even if you say, "Hey, beautiful." Hey, beautiful these right. girls are like come on man like like leave me alone i'm just trying to walk for the most part i i most girls yes Dude, the, the reality but, of being a woman but yeah. don't women uh accept or, or love aggressiveness on some level maybe like a subtle aggressive because well, they don't no, like the dude that just sits I don't there think that that's not guys they like though yeah. okay. i think women can appreciate a certain amount of aggression from a person that they like and trust, yeah. But a certain amount of aggression, like that kind of an aggression, sure. The average yeah. person, obviously, there's going to be w- women, and no one likes to say this. There's going to be women that have rape fantasies. Okay, they do. There's men who have rape fantasies. Yeah, men who have rape fantasies of them being raped. There's everybody. There's everybody has their own kink. Sure, you know. So there are some people that have like maybe they have fantasies. Yeah, like have you ever seen that Louis C.K. joke? He's got a great joke about that. About how we made out with this girl and tried to push it, and she said no, and so he stopped. And then the next day, she's like, "What happened last night?" And he said, <laughs> "What?" And she goes, "I thought you were just going to go for it." He's like, "What you, the fuck are you talking about?" Right. She's like, "I was hoping you were just going to go for it." He goes. What, you think I'm going to take a chance on the off chance <laughs> that, that you're into it? Might be really into rape. It's a really funny bit. <laughs> yeah, but it's like there; those people do exist. Absolutely. But that said, the majority of women don't want to be catcalled when they walk down the street. But this, there's a difference between like some of what we saw on that video and some of what you're just going to get when you pass by a group of men. Right. You know, there's going to be a group of men that go, God damn, even if they don't look at you. If you're hot and you walk by a man, they'll go, Jesus. 
It, it, what is that? Is that is that catcalling? Is that bad? I don't know, but if you're wearing a fucking tiny miniskirt that's just clinging to your ass, and you have high heels on, and you smell like the nectar of the gods, and you're walking past a group of men, and there's more than two guys... Yeah, we're gonna curse. One guy is probably gonna keep his fucking mouth shut. Yeah. There's something that happens when we get in packs of apes, <laughs> where it's almost like if you get over... It exponentially gets more likely that someone's gonna say something. Yeah. Or three, almost. And a lot of it is men trying to make each other laugh right you know a lot of it is not even like trying to pick up the girl it's certainly not being considerate the girl's feelings but a lot of it is like jesus what i would do to that you know and <laughs> people fall down laughing or we make each other laugh but there's a victim in that kind of comedy yeah you know, i the just girl's I, gotta feel like shit i just curse quietly to myself i can't help Fucking it i'm cunt. just like no not like that not like that cunt yeah yeah kind of like that that's but quieter, thing. yeah. Do you no, ever, I like, just, no, I just go, Jesus Christ. But it's in a... And I know it's positive, but I right. keep it to myself because I don't like to make people feel uncomfortable. Yeah, but you the know? problem is, is like there's five or six guys around, that's when it gets uncomfortable. And that's what you saw, like even like two or three. When you saw when you saw like a lot of what she's getting catcalled, it was dudes like right. almost making each other laugh as they were doing it. Yeah, it's like passing the comedy store on Sunset. If you're, you know, all the comics are sitting there on the patio. Anytime a girl walks by like in a mini dress, it's just kind of... What did you just show. do? You're going to, those social justice warriors <laughs> are going to be out on Sunset. <laughs> They're going to strap a camera to the most attractive woman they could find. Yeah. The be the best looking one just pass her back and forth and nothing. That's a What's game show, on? or that's a show right there. <laughs> <laughs> just go back and forth at the comedy. We store. should make a show called "I'm Offended" and just get <laughs> fake, fake offended at virtually yeah. everything. Yeah. Did you see the fucking latest thing? I tweeted this today, and this is this is not bullshit. This is actually real. There is a Portland, uh, Oregon teacher that is against peanut butter and je jelly sandwiches huh? because she says they're inherently racist. What? That's peanut butter and jelly getting along. Dude, this That's is on HuffPost, okay? Peanut butter and jelly racist Portland school principal ties sandwich to white privilege. This is where we are, ladies and gentlemen, in 2014. They're saying black people can't afford it? Oh, I mean, I don't even, I mean, I don't know. Why if, is that I white privilege? It? That's, what, that's white it? trash, isn't it? Peanut butter and jelly? Okay. My yeah, that's super white. Yeah. Listen to this. What about Somali or Hispanic students who might not eat sandwiches, Gutierrez <laughs> says, <laughs> according to the Tribune. Another way would be to say, Americans eat peanut butter and jelly. Do you have anything like that? Let me tell you, maybe they eat torta or pita. Ugh. What the fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on in this country? For real. It's just a goddamn peanut butter and jelly sandwich. There's not even any meat in it. You it's, can't even get vegan pissed at I it. I really think that what's... I mean, this is going to sound completely crazy, but I really think that what's going on when we're becoming more and more hypersensitive and more and more aware of like these little things that don't mean a goddamn thing and focusing on them and spending all this energy while you have this finite amount of time in life, I think people, especially as we get older, are fucking terrified of death. We're terrified of death, of death of the planet, of death of our children, death of our friends, death of our loved ones. And as, it, as things move on, we concentrate more and more on nonsensical minutia, more and more on bullshit. More it's and true. more on stupidity, and it just it gets more and more ridiculous. And even intelligent people, like that's the creepiest thing about these social justice warrior folks that are just some of them are just completely out to lunch on some shit. 
But one of the things about them is they're almost all well-read, almost all articulate, almost all intelligent, but yet they're getting completely roped up in this nonsense. Like, wh- what do they, uh, the call-outs and the doxing, and they're just spending all their time online going after perceived slights. And some of it is legit, like this Bill Cosby shit. Right. That's legit. But some of it is like peanut butter and jelly fucking sandwiches are racist. Like, how? What, what are you doing? You're an adult. Couldn't be any less important. You're it's not even an adult. issue. You're making up an issue. No, it's, I think you're right. You're, you're definitely avoiding your more complicated thoughts when you start bringing trivia into your fucking brain. Complete total you know? trivia. And I also think that... Uh, I, I think it's just super bad for your brain. It's super bad for your brain to concentrate too much on well, especially if it's shit. Especially if it's making you angry. Because then you're just sitting in a chair, anger, angry. And it's like, you need to use that energy in other ways. You know, I mean, it's just, that's that basic primal, mm-hmm. like ready to fight feeling, but you're just sitting in a chair. Yeah. You don't put that energy anywhere. So it's bad for your body too. I've been paying attention to a lot of people's Twitters lately, like watching people that get into consistent Twitter, Twitter wars. And you just look at them and you're like, this person's sleeping four hours a night. Like, this is madness. <laughs> it's their whole they're life now. Tweeting. They're fighting with strangers. Dude, there's a lot of people that are like living in front of the computer, saying shit, waiting for someone to respond, and then saying something back. Like uh, Sometimes when someone tweets something mean to me, I'll just go to their site and see what they do. And it's like all mean tweets. To, to other people. To everybody. Yeah, yeah, Anybody yeah, yeah. that'll respond. And they always have about 13 followers. And you just got to let it go. Even if you have a good comeback. You got to let it go. Otherwise, you're in a Twitter fight in public. I don't care if they have hundreds of thousands of followers. Yeah. It's still the same thing. It's right. like, what are, you, what are you doing? You know, like, it's, it's one thing if there's something legitimate. If there's something legitimate for the vast majority of these discussions. Have you paid any attention to Gamergate? You know what Gamergate is? No, what's that about? I'm c- fucking completely baffled. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I backed out. Like, I did one of those things where I walked in. I was just like, yeah, yeah I don't care. About well, <laughs> I definitely care, but I think it's, it's so confusing. There's so many sides to it. For this is the idea behind it. The idea is the ethics and journalism on one side. That's what they're saying. Ethics okay. and game journalism. The other side is saying it's really about harassing women and that this this woman who they initially went after, like uh, like you know who gives a shit and what's the big deal and she's just a, a game designer. Apparently she slept with some guys. I'm, I'm I'm butchering this story. I've heard a little bit about this. But the worst part of it, the absolute worst part of it. Was all the death threats and all the negative, like people, well, a yeah, lot of women I read that wanted to speak this. places. Yeah, 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 like yeah. this, um, this is this feminist chick named uh, Anna, I think Anna Sarkeesian, I think. Thunderfoot has a bunch of hilarious videos on her, but whatever. Her, her idea is that she's trying to promote gender, not just, um, I wouldn't say like equality in games, but she just wants to discourage stereotypes and she wants, uh-huh. she's showing that there's some aspects of video games that, that show women as objects, like, you know, like the fucking, what is the, the, this vice Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto yeah. game. There's a lot of beating well, women. That kind of shit. That's and scary like if they Laura Croft. That. Yeah. Well, I don't think she's necessarily saying censor it. I think she wants people to be aware of it. You know, and again, I'm trying to be like super open-minded on all this stuff. But the worst aspects of it, for sure, are the death threats. Sure. And, but this is where it gets really crazy. Some people believe... <laughs> this is the conspiracy theory, of course. Some people believe that some of these, in fact, death threats or some of these threats aren't real. 
Uh-huh. And that what they're doing is trying to discredit the Gamergate movement by making it out that they're all these misogynists and creeps. Right. So then these other people that are involved in Gamergate started this thing calling not your hashtag not your shield, and it's all people of color, women, all these people who support ethics and game journalism who think this whole issue is getting sort of misconstrued and distorted and twisted. Uh-huh. But it's so it's so convoluted and multi-sided. I think both sides have some sort of a point for sure. But I don't want in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I was in, involved like deeply in video games, but they're what they're. I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to discourage this the extreme left from taking over, like from controlling the narrative, from like saying that all video gamers are misogynists, all video gamers are assholes. And I think for a lot of these guys, they're super socially awkward. Yeah, a lot of video gamers. Um, they you know they're they're online all the time like it's a big percentage of their social life right i know this because i used to be in a fucking quake clan and i used to hang out with these dudes like we used to right. get together and have land parties i had dudes come over to my house man when i was on tv yeah i met dudes online <laughs> yeah and they all came over to my house and we had a fucking land party uh-huh. you know i was a super dork i used right. to make my own computers i would go down to fry's electronics and buy a motherboard and a case really fuck yeah put the add the hard drives the whole deal my friend andrew uh would talk me through it when shit would go bad but for right. the most part i kind <laughs> <laughs> figured it out Andrew who uh, developed my website yeah for, uh, menthol yeah fucking jumpers it always yeah. was jumpers like mm-hmm. one little jumper could make the whole computer work or not work it's like a Christmas light <laughs> and Christmas then there was lights. guys that were like um, they were like overclocking they would mm-hmm. overclock they would get these these uh these CPUs that weren't as strong, like these Celerons, remember those Celeron processors? Yeah. You get a 300 Celeron and you could jack that sucker up to like 425 and guys would put like extra fans and shit and they'd blow cold air on it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they were just trying to like, and so I was involved in this culture. Like this yeah. is not, I'm not talking out of my ass when I talk about these guys. And for a lot of these guys, they're, they're, ve- they're very sexually inexperienced. Some of them, you know, some of them are, they're shut-ins, you know, right. in a lot of ways. They don't go out and they don't, they don't meet a lot. Of, and so, like, this idea that they're, you know, objectifying women in these, in these video games, I see your point, but if you look at the people that are watching these things and playing these games, if you really want to think, I don't, I don't think you can make a real argument that it's affecting their behavior and making them go out and assault right. and rape. Because they're very shy people that aren't aggressive in the least, right? I don't mean that's a huge, I mean, that's a huge generalization. Obviously, I've made a generalization. Yeah. Um, but I think that it becomes an issue of you can be a really good person who doesn't have any malice towards any sex any gender, any orientation. You could be just a, a non-racist, normal, cool person and enjoy playing some fucking crazy game where you where you, uh, you can smack a girl. Right. You know, there's a game where you're in a fight and you're shooting guns at people and, you know, every now and then a girl comes at you screaming, ah! <laughs> right. you got to time the pimp slap, swap! <laughs> right. And then you get a 10, like a 10 shows up, like yeah. if you really catch her perfect with a pimp slap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not a real person. I know. It's no. It'd be terrible to actually slap a woman in the face. It would uh, be terrible. One of the worst things you could do. But I really think that you can do that game where you can slap a cartoon woman in the face. Yeah. And you're not a bad person. I mean, cause, because it's fantasy. It's just like when you watch a movie. Like think of uh, any number of movies that have, have horrible scenes where women get beat up. Or how about that fucking. Um, this Quentin Tarantino movie True with Romance Christus, True Romance yeah. Perfect example yeah. That was um, 
James Gandolfini. James, James Gandolfini and uh, Applegate. No, um, no, uh, Arquette. 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 Yeah. Right. Yeah. Patricia Arquette. Right. Was, yeah. Fuck, dude. That's tough to watch. Oh my god, it's tough to watch. He beats the shit out of her, and she yeah. eventually kills him. Yeah. But I mean, he's beating the shit out of her, and you're watching it, man. You're watching this fucking movie. Are you controlling it? No. But you're watching a movie that's depicting a horrific scene that could right. possibly happen. Now, I guess you could say that it's different if you're playing a game, because then you're an objector. You have an objective. You know, you're right. doing, you're accomplishing something, and if this is a part of your objective, is that you get to slap girls. I could see how that could be kind of yeah. fucked up, but all of it is fantasy. I know. And if you're a good person, I think the real issue is how much do games or any media, for that matter, how much do they actually affect the way we behave, and how much of it is how our parents raised us, and the environment that we lived in, the actual real human friendships that we had. Yeah. How I, much of it is that? All I know is I've smacked a girl in a video game, but never in real life, and, I, and I don't intend to. Unless, in real life. Unless a girl smacked you really fucking hard and really got your Irish up. Yeah. <laughs> My Irish would go you've drink. I done this last. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. um, yeah, look. That was the argument when that dude knocked that girl out in the uh, elevator. What was his name? The football player? Sean? Ray Rice. Ray, Ray Rice. Rice. Ray Rice. Who, uh, his girlfriend cracked him, mm -hmm. or his fiance, whatever she is, and then he left hooked her and knocked her unconscious. Wow. Yeah, it's fucked up. But is he right-handed? It doesn't matter. Okay. It's good. It was a short left hook. It's a very good punch. Yeah. He knows how to punch. But the point being, like, yeah, absolutely, it's way fucked up. To knock someone out that's your wife or, you know, anybody like that, especially a woman. Like, you couldn't control yeah. her in some other way. However, she shouldn't have hit him either. Right. She shouldn't have hit him. And no one's saying she shouldn't have hit him. No right. one's saying, hey, you crazy bitch, why'd you hit Ray Rice? It's almost like because of what he did to her in response to what she did, she doesn't get blamed for what she did. Right. So, like, if there was a video where she just punched him in the face in an elevator, and then they left, do you think there would be this giant outrage where no. everybody was like, Ray Rice got assaulted by his wife, that woman is a terrible person, she needs to be in jail? It's, is it based, is it the action, I've seen this, is it the action or is it based on how much damage you actually do with what you've what the, what your action is? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if this woman is hitting this guy, Oof. and then he smacks her in the face... This is take this off, man. I don't want to watch this yeah. shit. Um, but 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 look, both people did the same thing. Right. It's just one person was better at it, and one person actually started it. Right. I mean, yeah, it's more fucked up because he's a powerful man. He's a professional yeah. athlete. He obviously knocked her completely unconscious. Did a whole lot of brain trauma there. Yeah. She could have died. All the above. I mean, she fucking clanged her head off that bar, the uh -huh. handlebars, just but blang. I mean, she was out dude right. it was one of the worst knockouts i've seen and Ugh. i've seen a lot of people get knocked out yeah. that was a bad knockout right but no one is saying like she's a bad person for hitting them yeah i haven't heard it once but yeah but it's not cool <laughs> no you saw that's what no one's supposed to hit anybody yeah right and it, you definitely shouldn't hit a fucking super athlete in a small space i wouldn't do that i mean jesus christ yeah it's not good that he hit her for sure but you're also dealing with dudes you know i talked to michael Irvin about this once and Michael Irvin works with a lot of young kids that are coming up that, um, you know, have been in impoverished uh, situations growing up and they've had a lot of violence in the family. Mm -hmm. And he was saying that your your body just gets, when you're young, especially when you're going through the womb, when your mother's going through a tremendous amount of stress, your body gets almost designed to react instantaneously and make poor choices. Huh. Like your body almost is resp just so shell-shocked. 
that your body's designed to like it's set up to deal with the trauma of a bad neighborhood. Really? And it's based on when you're still in the womb? Is yeah, that what you said? Yeah, it be based on the stress that your mother experiences wow. while she's got you in her womb. Jesus Christ. Crazy shit. And so you make worse decisions based on that? Or yes. You, you, you follow your instincts follow more? Follow your instincts. You become more aggressive and violent. Uh-huh. And more aggressive and violent a lot of times leads to poor thinking. Sure. You know, poor, poor planning. And, you know, he was saying that this is what a lot of these guys are dealing with. A lot of these uh, NFL players, right. a, lot of, a lot of young athletes. It's like they they were literally programmed different than people that grew up in a nice house with a nice family, right. a nice environment. Like they're literally hardwired in a different way because your brain thinks, okay, well, this is the game we're playing. Sure. We're, we're not playing Pokemon. We're going to go right. and we're going to play fucking aliens versus a predator and I'm low on armor. Ah! And it's best to act quick yeah. before you're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So when you see a guy like Ray Rice clock a chick like that, literally that guy might not even be able to control that kind of a thing. Right. I'm not giving him a free pass at all. Right. What he did was totally fucked up. I would have never done it. But when you're dealing with head trauma, major head trauma, that guy has been hit who knows how many times. Right. Throughout high school, college, and in the pros. I mean, he has collided with some giant men. Yeah. There's a 100% likelihood of head trauma going on there. <laughs> right. 100%. 100%. Then you punch him. You right. know? And who knows... How much control he has over that switch. Right. You would like to say, well, me, Matt, the full charge, sure. I have full control over my situation. Yeah. But I don't claim to know what it's like to operate his body and mind. I definitely don't. Uh, or hers. Why did she punch him? I wouldn't have punched Crazy him. bitch. I Jesus wouldn't have punched Christ, him. woman. Crazy. I don't know. I mean, who knows? Maybe he did something, but we didn't see before that. But it's just craziness and should be avoided at all costs. And definitely don't get married to somebody that that happened with too yeah. after the fact, <laughs> or unless you really both don't ever do it again. I mean, is that possible? No. Again, can't people grow and learn? Is and so this this is Beyonce's sister is that who this was? I don't know. Hmm. No, it's a Wasn't totally it? different story. You <laughs> son of a bitch! You're racist. <laughs> These are totally different groups Was of black it? people. Well, Beyonce's sister started hitting Jay-Z. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. For who knows what. Yeah. yeah I, I get it mixed and up. And Jay-Z just dealt with it like a pimp. Yeah. And that was he, just stood he threw money at her. He should have. Not a fist. He should have fucking thrown diamonds on the ground until she slipped. <laughs> 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 Isn't it funny how, what bitches we are? We get fascinated. What do you think he said to her? What do you think she said to him? <laughs> mm, exactly what we were talking about. Yeah. We're so worried. We're worried about death and obscurity. Worried about space. Worried about the fact that we're floating around. They landed a... Oh, here's a great story. They landed a fucking comet. They landed on a comet. And uh, the guy who landed on the comet was wearing a shirt that had all these photos or these drawings of women on it. What? Yeah. You can land on a comet? mm -hmm, They landed a drone on a comet. It says, I don't care if you landed on a spacecraft. Landed a spacecraft... I'll say it again. I don't care if you land a spacecraft on a comet. Your shirt is sexist and ostracizing. <laughs> I'm not kidding. This is where our world is today. Don't I get a pass? Pull, pull this up, Brian. Pull, pull it up. Pull it up. Um, it's on my Twitter feed. I, I retweeted it. But here's the title is, I don't care if you landed on a, <laughs> landed a spacecraft on a comet. I do. Your shirt is sexist and ostracizing. It's just goddamn a beautiful representation by the way the shirt is designed by a woman and and who said that <laughs> it is who said that to him that's an article or what that's an article yeah i mean oh this is God. this is social justice warrior 
status at the its The good finest. thing about the internet is that everyone has everyone has a voice, but the, the bad, bad thing, thing is that everyone internet, has a voice. Yeah. yeah. Look at this. <laughs> I don't care if you land on a spacecraft. <laughs> Your shirt is sexist. <laughs> that is fucking beautiful. Uh, That's beautiful. And uh, it's just women in scantily clad yes. outfits. Now, here's my question. This is, this is, we're really going to get real with this. That's ridiculous. When you see, um, maybe there's a better picture of it. We can get a close up look at his, uh, look at his, find his name and find his shirt. I'm sure there's a, some close up photos of it because it was a big event that they had. And this guy chose to wear the shirt. And everybody's <laughs> freaking out that he chose to wear the shirt. Um, and, you know, people are saying, yeah, they wonder why, you know, women aren't accepted in science. And I don't even know that that's true. I don't, you know, I don't know that's how much, true. Um, how hard it is for a woman to get into science or how easy it is. I really don't know. So I'm not going to be talking out of my ass, but look at, there it is. You can see the picture and it's just it's women just, in like lingerie and fetish outfits. Uh -huh. It's like a comic book. It looks like Wonder Woman yeah. and whatever. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. I mean, that chick has you know, like a skin tight leather corset. And oh, big okay. And yeah. I can just now make it out, though. You know, it's not like... And it seems like kind of cosmic, too, right? What is that, a sun behind that one chick? Yeah. What is, yeah, it looks like superheroes. Are there planets involved in there? I don't know what it is. He yeah. should be able to wear a shirt. I need to get one of those. Of, yeah. like, someone Let's killing children. Let's see if we can find one of those online, and I'll wear it for the next podcast. <laughs> you should get... Yeah, let's order a bunch of them. Double. Find it. <laughs> find out who makes it online, and let's wear them. Well, let's make the guests wear it for a week. <laughs> <laughs> That's your hazing. Well, you know, I don't know if a woman makes it, how it could be sexist. Well, I guess it could be if you wear it with sexist intentions. Yeah. But for some women, it's not sexist at all. For some women, it's just sexy women in seductive poses. Right. Like, would you think that it would be sexist if a woman had, like, Chippendales dudes all over her shirt? I wouldn't get upset about it. And I, I don't think it's sexist either. either. Maybe if they I wouldn't even necessarily think dicks. she was like a horny chick. Well, if the dicks were out, that's if a they, different story. If they had the dicks out and they were holding on to them like like shotguns. Yeah, you you can't ignore dicks. That, even that's, then, I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't say that shirt's sexist. I wouldn't be upset at all. So, is the object objectification of men is that acceptable? But the objectification it is, of women it is, is acceptable. Not? Everyone's <laughs> fine with that. Do you see what's going on, man? Yeah. Are we going crazy? The world's going a little crazy. The world's going a little crazy, but there, there, there is a double standard with the sexes, and I think it has a lot to do with that, like, you know, men are the aggressors. Of course. And that's that's the difference. Yeah. And when we, when we get raped, nobody cares. No one cares at all. There it's a, a joke. A photo. Everyone's, I, it's a big joke, you photo know? photo that I put up the other day of this... Uh, dude who was blacked out and these three girls in bikinis were climbing all over him yeah and the caption was caption was poorly spelled but it was something <laughs> like uh you know how different would it be if uh, the sexes were reversed yeah in this particular photo oh yeah and it's so true <laughs> absolutely was blacked out you'd almost go to jail just yeah. for that photo you know <laughs> even if it was an overweight woman that was blacked out and a bunch of guys that were like studly every woman wants to fuck guys yeah still it'd still be a creepy photo yeah It'll go down as harassment and borderline sex crime. Why, why are they giving this guy a hard time for his fucking shirt? They should let him. Goddamn they robot on a comet. Let him have. Can you land a robot on a comet? I didn't even know it was possible. I wish the comet's going 400 I, miles an hour. I wish his reaction, though, when she said that to him, I wish he would just be like, shut the fuck up and <laughs> well, walked away. I, I, and then, no say, story. <laughs> but hold on a second. I don't think someone said anything to him. Oh. No, no, somebody no, just no, wrote about it. This is a review. Oh. This isn't someone who interviewed him. This is a review of him doing it. Yeah, the girl uh, with the mic doesn't care at all. Okay. And she's looking him right in the eyes. I thought this was him going like, 
her freaking out. No, no. And by the way, it's uh, by a dude. The article's written by a dude. And well, he's a dude ultimately and a woman. just he's ultimately just trying to get laid too. That's the funny part. Well, he is uh, doing what he thinks is right. Yeah. You know, he's he's pointing it out. He thinks it's right. I mean, we could disagree with him all day. <laughs> I don't, you know, I, I don't think it's a big deal, but I I also think people are so fucking hung up on bodies, man. Yeah. You know, people are really hung up on the the use of people's bodies and imagery and, you know, comic book depictions of bodies and it's primarily uh, a female issue. Primarily yeah. a objectification of female issue. Yeah. Like if if a guy showed up at at work and he had a bunch of male bodies, just like really yoked superhero male bodies all over his shirt, it would just be hilarious. It would be fine. It, it would be, be it would be funny. But if he shows up with these, I mean, I'm, these looking these women in these photos or these uh, these images on his shirt, they're just all like perfect specimen, like yeah, cartoonish looking characters. Alright, Joe, I just sent you a link to buy this shirt. I don't want to say it out loud. Holla. So they won't sell out. Yeah, don't don't let it sell out, man. But they're fifty nine dollars. I'll take it. And they go up to, they go up to <laughs> seven XL. That's that's what I should do. I should come that's in hilarious. with a, a fat shaming version. That's what it is. You know, it's just uh, a bunch of people that think those images look good. Is it right. sexist? What exactly um, what exactly is sexist, Matt? Uh, what is sexist? What exactly is? Sexist is when you, I think, discriminate or treat people differently based on their sex or the way they look. All right. So is having a shirt with a bunch of pretty women on it like that, it, is that objectifying women? Kind of, right? Um, to some degree. But if you're asking me, I don't find it offensive one, one bit. This shirt is goddamn glorious. I can't wait for it to arrive. Look at this. Look at this. Uh we can make our own shirts. That looks hey. like Brian Callen. <laughs> that looks like Brian Callen. That's me in the lower right-hand corner when I You're was 21. Right. Hey. You're right. It is funny when there's naked That's guys Dave around. Dave Foley, if he went to the gym, is in the middle. <laughs> Male yeah. nudity is kind of funny. If you had that on your shirt, I don't, that wouldn't really bug me. No, there'd be no blogs about it. Oh, Not see? That's type T... T-E-A? Why does it say T-E-A? Is that a t-shirt? Type T. No, th this is uh, fabric, so we can make our own clothing. Oh, we should make our all of our clothes. You yeah, can make your bed sheets that. out of that. Should, yeah. I should hire like a real Shower like, expensive curtain. tailor to make me an awesome suit out of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the jacket and the pants. <laughs> With a vest. With a tie. Mask, the whole thing. Oh, that would be awesome. You know how they have the inside of the vest, like uh, the ones the UFC made me, they have like little yeah. skull and crossbones and the right. satin. We could have all little dicks. Yeah. All little, little dicks inside. <laughs> little limp penises. <laughs> We were talking about this last night. Like, I want to um, have a house and have the, you know how people trim their bushes? Yeah. I want to cut my bushes in the shape of a cock and balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just have it all through the, you know, the front of the yard. Just all right. cock and ball shaped right. bushes. Do you think that would get you in trouble with, like, the neighborhood The neighborhood would not like that one How bit. would they know what exactly what it is? It's a bush. They they would still get pissed. Once well, no, you're I fucked up and talked about it. That's what. Yeah. yeah. Once you're in a neighborhood, like I'm assuming, like if you have people cutting your bushes, that it's a nice neighborhood. If they can see that shit, they feel like they can say shit about that. I assume. What else could it? What is that, Brian? It's just this this fabric uh, fabric dot com has all these like sexual. That's fantastic. That's, that's fabric. That right? is sexist, Brian, and uh, <laughs> that's this. male patriarchy and um, all bad things. Wow, I'm gonna write a blog about how great that is. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how much of it? I mean, how much of it is uh, like where is there a line that ever has to be drawn? I mean, if, are you, what if you had like tits? What if you, what if these girls on this shirt were completely naked instead of these? I mean, these outfits are tiny. They're wearing these little corsets and little 
thongs, their asses are hanging out. If you ask what me, what if they were totally naked? If you ask me, it's fine. I mean, it's just it's just a body. But if you're a woman, okay, and you're working with a guy, yeah, and he's kind of creepy anyway, yeah, but he's got a shirt with naked chicks all over it, probably wouldn't like it if I, I was a woman. Fucking hate it. Yeah, so that is kind of sexual harassment, right, right, right. So if that's sexual harassment, and you take it just one step before that, which is they're scantily clad, it's pretty goddamn close to them being naked. It's Absolutely, one step before. You gotta see how if you were a chick and you were around a guy wearing that, that would be on the creep tip. Oh. Because although we would like to compare it to men, the problem is like a woman with a, a bunch of men on her shirt is probably not going to rape you. Right. Right? Yeah, and it's not even the worst thing in the world if a woman rapes you. Not that most men wearing this shirt would rape you, because most wouldn't. Right. But there's a few guys who would rape you. <laughs> and it only takes one let's face it before it just you know it's a huge inconvenience or they probably would wear like some mr roger shit so that you'd never see it coming right yeah you, know. you gotta watch out with those guys for the with the sweater vest sweater you know? vest or yeah that's a that's a dead giveaway <laughs> i don't know man i just would hate make to a good be, point i would hate to be a chick working in an office with a dude who was creeping on me yeah absolutely have you ever worked in an office where a chick was creeping on you um i can't i can't remember a chick creeping on me. Yeah, no, there's definitely flirting. And actually, yeah, now that you mentioned it, I did hook up with this girl that I worked at. But that seems fun. That's like voluntary. It's fun until you hook up. <laughs> but did you hear about that one dude that was like jizzing in this chick's coffee for like a year? Yeah, that's awful. Yeah, and then they caught him. There's and he hard... admitted he'd been so jizzing in her great. coffee for a year. That's so great. <laughs> how long did it take for him to admit it? Where is he just like, ah, I did it. Let's find out. Uh, I, how long was he He was jizzing her coffee For a long time right Is that you, a real story yeah. You would never drink liquids again You would You would never let anyone Hand you a cup of anything Ever again Yeah but 50% of women Love the taste of cum I saw um, one I 35% saw, actually I saw one recently Where um, a guy was caught On a hidden camera Pissing in the coffee pot he was using piss to make coffee. Yeah, and uh, he was he was uh, making these guys that he worked with drink it. And yeah, they, and everybody was like, "There's something going on here, man. This yeah. coffee smells weird." And so they installed a hidden camera, and you see this guy looking around and pulling his cock out and pissing in the fucking coffee pot. <laughs> oh my and, god! And like, you gotta think of how much of that guy's piss those dudes drank <laughs> oh <my laughs> before god. they were like, "This coffee's giving me a weird buzz, man." I hate to hear shit like that. That's what happens when you have to work in an office for a living. Thirty-four year old, slowly insane. 34-year-old Blaine, uh, Minnesota man, is accused of ejaculating on his co-worker's desk and in her office. He faces two counts of criminal sexual conduct for <laughs> incidents that allegedly happened since late February. This has been jerking off on her fucking desk for like oh my God. six months. Creep arrested for ejaculating. <laughs> <laughs> creep is coffee i love that creep you're that's so non-objective journalism that's, that's the difference that's the difference between like the fucking internet like what you're yeah. allowed to do in a blog and like new york times that's why yeah. the internet rules because the, the new york times could never have creep ejaculates right in women's coffee man. it would be man <laughs> yeah but man, the internet's more accurate man arrested for or uh, man yeah, allegedly. allegedly yeah this is like... But how many girls are like fingering themselves and then stirring your iced tea? Very few. <laughs> like, I don't know. Very few. 70%? Very few. Yeah, no. It never happens. It probably wouldn't. It's going to happen. Somewhere someone has done it. Is that the guy? Yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> That's the jerk-off guy? I think so. Okay. Now think about that poor bastard's life. 
Yeah. How about we show a little empathy towards him? If you really get to the moment in your life where you're jerking off in your coworker's coffee cup, you're was it dudes or women that were drinking the jizz? Uh, Makes a lot. Means yeah. a lot. Yeah, there's one chick in particular, <sighs> I think. Man ejaculated in co-worker's coffee. Is that oh. her? Who could blame him? Let's just act oh like it's her. Oh, my God. She's so pretty. You have to jerk off in her coffee. You got to do Any what you got to do, son. Yeah. got to do what you got to do. She gets do. a little on her lip, mm-hmm. and she doesn't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she just licks it off. Oh, my God. This is <sighs> hilarious. She didn't She didn't taste that for a year, huh? She listen, didn't listen to this. Think anything was According fishy? to the criminal complaint, employee at, we don't need to say the name's place, hardware store, uh, called police on... August 26th, <laughs> saying she thought Lind, her co-worker, was leaving bodily fluids on her desk. She told officers that she found Lind that afternoon standing in front of her desk, back turned to her, and his hands near his crotch. The worker wasn't sure what Lind was doing, but she told police that he had a deer-in-the-headlights expression on his face <laughs> when he noticed her behind him. Cock Lind quickly expression. left the room and slammed the door behind him. The worker said. Seconds later, Lynn came back and told the worker that he had a question for her but forgot it. He then left the area. The worker told police she inspected her desk and found fluid on the surface dripping onto the floor. A lot of it had been absorbed into her hair, scrunchy, which she put into a plastic bag. When at the scene, officers collected the coffee mug, coffee, and scrunchy. The workers t- told police that she had been she'd had problems with Lynn for months. He'd allegedly leave his zipper down often. It happened so much that the worker said she threatened to report Lynn if it happened again. Jesus threatened Christ. to report him. Why didn't she report Why didn't him? First time. Yeah. Wow. This is what happens when you make people work eight hours a day. He admitted to ejaculating on his coworker's desk and coffee. On August 26th, which was his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> wow, come why on, give him a pass, Why did he leave that in the story? <laughs> Those fucking mean officers, they arrested that guy on his birthday. Oh, my God. He said he ejaculated in the coffee twice in the last six months and uh, on her desk four times, wiping up the mess with the scrunchie. Hmm. He told the police that he was attracted to his co-worker and did this to get her to notice him. And her desk. Uh, he also said that he knew it was gross and wrong, the complaint states. <laughs> yeah. This is, the world has become a fucking parody, dude. Peanut yeah. butter and jelly sandwiches are racist. Dudes are jerking off in people's coffee. Yeah. What the fuck? Man? I think it all comes back to what you said. Like, everyone's just trying to distract themselves. Yeah. You know? Well, we're trying to just get over, that, I think living life knowing that you're just a part of a giant mystery you don't know how it's going to end you don't know how we're, what's going to happen from any yeah. day to the next right it's just too much for most people you also a lot of people are doing things with their lives that they're not even into like you got to guess that guy's not into his job yeah yeah right? no doubt no doubt that's why he's jerking off on desks and shit exactly and so you know you got to do something for a living and most people don't get to do what they want for a living poor bastard yeah but but way more Poor her than poor him. Oh, poor Imagine her. Imagine drinking dude. that dude's cum twice. Who would you ever Fuck. trust again? Not that Come dude. Come on. <laughs> Not dudes with their pants down, I'll tell you that. Well, the, the fact that she didn't the first time like report it means that she doesn't really care that she's been drinking cum. No. She can be like scared. <laughs> she didn't know, man. She it didn't could, know. It could still be embarrassing for her. You, you know? silly bitch. How dare you, you silly bro. bitch. If, if, yeah, but if, <laughs> if you got caught drinking cum, you'd be like police, like your boss. You'd go right to I, him because you'd be I'm, like, I don't want to drink cum. I think I might be a little embarrassed to admit that I drank cum. If you found a dude <laughs> and he You came, know what I mean? What would you rather do? If you found a dude, you knew that he came in your coffee cup. Would you be? Would you be like, look, man, you can't do that anymore. 
Uh, if, if it was at work, if it was like at a work job. Can yeah. we talk about this? Yeah. I mean, would you be like, hey, don't do this anymore? Would you hit them? Would you just go immediately to the authorities? Like, how would you handle it? I'd kiss them on the cheek and go, you fucked up, buddy. I have no I'm, idea. I think I would report <laughs> it within the company and let them take it to the cops. Yeah. Don't yeah. you think that a dude coming into your coffee cup is so extreme that you'd be real cautious about how you interacted with him? Yeah. I, I don't think you'd beat his ass. I'll tell you that. This is why. If a guy came in your cup and you drank it, you'd be like, whoa. Like, what are you doing? Like, who who are you, man? Like, you, are you a fucking serial killer or something? Like, what kind of a person can jerk off in your coffee and then sit back and watch as you drink it? That's like a mentally ill person. Absolutely. So you'd have to think, like, how you handled that situation, whether or not you beat their ass. Yeah, I would go violent. I would, would you take, go I would take the coffee cup and smash it over his head and then but fucking... It's like the but Ray you Rice can't thing. do that, man. If you hit someone with a coffee cup, that's like a fucking deadly weapon. Yeah, but if he had come in my fucking coffee... Okay, but it, if he had saliva in your coffee, would you stab him with a broken nah, coffee mug? No, I would spit. I would scream at him and then go to the boss. Hmm. But cum's completely different. What if you hawked a loogie? Cum's always different. Yeah. What if you hawked a loogie? Pretty close. Cock snot, regular <laughs> snot. I would... It would get violent, probably, if I... If it, what I would know. you rather drink? A guy's loogie or a load? Probably a load because I'm sure it tastes better. Whoa! Why would it taste better? Because the guy's a smoker. Because there's not one girl that goes. <laughs> I like <it."> a smoker <laughs> loogie. He's a meat eater. Like a, a smoker. <laughs> oh, he opens your mouth and spits in it. That should be a fucking new game show. That should be a new game show. Make me gag. Smokers spit in your mouth. And you see how many times you can take, without swallowing or throwing up, yeah. a smoker hooking lungies and spitting in your mouth. And the, every, for every loogie that goes in there, you get 10 grand. Yeah. That'd be fun to train for. I know that much. You know why? Because there's some people with some serious fucking student loans. You know? Like, I, I, I know a friend who has $300,000 in student loans. I bet you could hook loogies in his mouth for a couple of days. I would be very tempted damn. this month <laughs> to do that, to play that game. <laughs> I hate to tell you. I don't know if I'd do it, but I'd think about it. If you could start I'd a business. I'd sit down and think about it. I'm going to start a business. I'd look into some Novocaine for my tongue. Well, I know a dude who uh, he needed money to start a business, so he went to fucking Iraq. He went as a mercenary. Really? Yeah, he was in the military. He went back, and, you know, worked Holy as a contractor shit. a couple times. Did it twice. He did it just because he needed money. And, and so who does he work for when he does that? One of those fucking unmentionable names. Gotcha. Shit discuss. But uh, people do anything if they need money. You know, people people get to that situation where they have uh, serious debt and no way out of it. Yeah. You could spit in their mouth. Absolutely. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. Spitting out cum in your mouth. That's mm -hmm. a different game show, and that's higher stakes. Well, that's what got Fear Factor canceled. Really? Yeah, they had to drink cum. There's a video of it online. Why? Have huh. you noticed, by the way, that mm. the Facebook for Fear Factor just started posting videos again out of nowhere they're making all these new clips these new fear factor clips with you in them and out of it's probably because it was on like a bunch of those channels like chiller and all those different things uh, it's been on them a few times yeah out of nowhere i'm just getting all, like all these like hey fear factor page released a new video that was a ridiculous show it's hard to believe that the show was even real and i was i was the host of it yeah. it's hard when to believe it was real and so did you didn't really audition. They came to you with that idea up and running, right? Well, no. The idea already existed in another country. It was okay. called Now or Neverland uh -huh. in, the, in uh, the Netherlands, in Holland. And what was your reaction to this show? I was like, this is ridiculous. I can't <laughs> believe this is real. I, I really did think that it was going to be canceled immediately. I right. had a whole joke about it. Yeah. Where I, you know, that right. I used to do on stage. But um, I did have to audition for it, though. They had to see how I would interact with people. Uh -huh. So... Um, 
I went down Hollywood Boulevard with a camera crew and just stuck cameras in people's faces and started asking them questions. Like, can I ask you a question, man? Right. And they, you know, they come over and then I started asking them like, what kind of food? And just be silly with them. Sure. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they wanted that. That's me, baby. Look at me. Look, <laughs> look at me. fire. Doo, 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 oh, damn. The fear factor on Twitter is now uh, posting again, too. Mm. It's weird. Don't try to get me to do that show again, Brian. It's coming back. Joe, come on. That's I you're getting. Think, I'm too busy already, man. I'd do, be doing less of this, and mm. I'm better at this. What if somebody like Live Leak bought the name Fear Factor and like Joe? We want you to do Fear Factor. Dude, I'm not doing that in a again. different. No, country. the only way I would ever do that again is if they broke the bank. I mean, they'd have to. <laughs> they'd have to literally do some shit that would bankrupt a small foreign country. Drown you in cash. I'd have to literally make so much money, I would think about, like, giant hunting preserves that I could buy, <laughs> you know, like in Colorado, buy a thousand acres and set up a fucking solar log cabin. And invite Brian over for dinner and then hunt him? No. <laughs> you don't ever hunt things like Brian. Brian's like, he's like the puppy. You keep around the house. Right. He barks when some shit's going down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't, you don't want to chase him and hunt no. him. That's so rude. I had a friend that... um Went to one of those, uh, they have these hunting ranches. It's really kind of fucked up where they will let an animal out. They're like, which animal do you want to hunt? And like, what? And they'll like, have a menu. <laughs> right. And you go and you point at it. And like, there's this one deer that has awesome antlers. Yeah. They go, okay, let out number A. So they open the cage and this fucking thing goes wandering out and goes right to the feeder. Because yeah. there's like a feeder that the deers eat from every day. Uh-huh. And you just sit and wait in front of the feeder for him to show up and then you blast him. Woof. Wow. I mean- Look, I guess that's better than farming. I guess that's better than just, you know, raising a cow. Slaughterhouses. I guess. But it's kind of, I mean, the only thing that's, I mean, it's not a big area either. It's like a couple hundred acres. It's like pretty small. I mean, it's big for a yard, but it's not big for like where a deer can get away from you. Sure. You know, they just let this fucker out and you go looking for him, but they keep him in pens. I was like, that is one of the craziest things I've ever heard of in my life. And it's totally legal. Yeah. I'm sure it is. Yeah, I don't know about all that. Yeah. I don't know about all that. That seems it seems like a good way to get antlers, you know, if you want to make sure you shoot a deer with a big giant fucking head of antlers. But I mean Yeah. I guess it's Wouldn't better be than so going weird to the supermarket. If somebody wanted to kill you just for like your teeth. <laughs> that would be fun. You know what I mean? Just to know that. It'd be what, so crazy. But it's worse than your teeth because yeah. you lose your antlers every year. Oh, <laughs> They fall off your I'll head. I'll give them to you. And then they grow You want back. my baby teeth? I'll give them to you. There's a whole, like, thing about collecting sheds. Yeah. Like, people collect these deer sheds, and one of the things it does is it lets them know what kind of deer are on their land. So if you go collect the sheds and you find these big antlers, like, whoa, there's a big deer on this land that I didn't even know about. Yeah. Because a lot of them, they'll, they'll be, like, nocturnal. Like, especially when there's, like, hunting pressure or they think that there's too many people around, they bed down during the day and they only come out and eat at night. Mm-hmm. So you don't you don't even see them there until you find these antlers like right. running around. Right. So you, it's worse than that. Someone's want to kill you for some shit that you throw away every yeah. year. Yeah. But then there's the meat. Oh, the meat's delicious. It's delicious, my friend. Yeah. So sweet with butter, mm. butter and garlic. A oh. little, little semen and coffee to wash no, it down. No, no, oh, I'm sorry. I'm no sorry. full charge. <laughs> you need to wear that fucking <laughs> shirt with all the guys on it and go sit in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> fucking terrible, terrible the person. The dunce shirt. No, the shirt with all yeah, the Yeah, no, with all dudes. the dicks on it, yeah. Yeah, we need a name for that shirt. We should do that, like, one day where the, the shirt... We'll get them tailored. Would you wear them if I got stuff Fuck tailored? yeah. I'll, okay. I'll wear a cream pie. Okay. 
Try to find yeah. the gayest material that you can find online, and we'll bring it to a tailor, and we'll have some suits made up. Have you seen David Cho's butthole hat? He has a butthole hat? It's just a butthole. Is it Asa's butthole? <laughs> I think so. It must be. <laughs> There's awesome. no cheeks or anything? It's just the hole? Just the butthole. It's so great. It's the best part. That's uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> David Cho's fucking crazy, man. He's, so He's fucking funny. crazy. That's exactly what happens. Like David Cho's exactly what happens when you say, what would you do if you had all the fucking money you could ever want? That's what you would do. You'd do exactly what he's doing. And on top of that, he can still sell those paintings he makes for ungodly sums of money. I mean, he makes, it's not like he's not making money. He, he sells his paintings for like insane amounts of money. But then on top of that, he's got hundreds of millions of dollars that came from him painting Facebook. Right, so right, right, right. The whole thing, he's just, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. He literally doesn't give a fuck. He's so crazy. His shit that he's doing, like on his Instagram, is so hilarious. Have you watched any of it? No, I gotta, I gotta look into Dude, that. Dude, it's so funny. It's him and Bobby Lee, and they have this thing called. One of them is called Hong Dynasty, and the other one is uh, what is the other one? The other one is space. Something about space. Let me, let me pull it up because it's so ridiculous. But he's constantly doing shit. Constantly uh, this putting. Is, this is the guy that took uh, stock in Facebook. Uh huh. This guy. All right. Yeah. He's hilarious, dude. <laughs> and he's awesome as a podcast guest, too. Yeah, let me find out what the fuck his, his videos are called. But they put them up all the time, and they're really ridiculous. Look at that taco. Mmm. Oh, that looks great. That looks delicious. I'm trying to... Guy's a genius. It's made out of pizza. Uh, <laughs> it's a pizza crust, isn't it? Yeah, his, uh, his, uh, he just recently did this mural that uh, he posted on his Instagram. Check this out. Look how awesome that is. That is awesome. He's a bad motherfucker, dude. He's such a good guy, too, man. He's just, like, such a sweetheart. And he's he, he enjoys being shocking. And he was a victim of uh, a lot of people freaking out about one of his podcasts because he had said something crazy about how uh, he got a massage and forced some chick to suck his dick. Forced. <laughs> but... People got mad at him because he raped somebody. He kind of, you know, he exaggerates shit. Right. It was, it's a girl he actually dating or has sex with right. on a regular basis like his version of the story is not completely accurate right like he he leaves out stuff and adds stuff to make it more fucked up because he's 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 fucking with you yeah he's, you know? yeah go down until mm. you find this one this, that looked good okay <laughs> he's got underwear on his face and him and bobby <laughs> lee and it's just it's so ridiculous they're doing all these crazy videos Hong Galaxy is the other one. There's Hong Dynasty and Hong Galaxy. And he's just having fun. That's what he's doing. He's just having fun. He was on Vice for a while. Um, but when he did that thing, what are they doing? They're wrestling girls? <laughs> yeah. When he did that thing where he uh, told that story about getting the uh, massage lady to blow him. Yeah. Uh, they kicked him off Vice. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He got, uh, he got kicked off the show. I know a girl that used to write for Vice, and she got kicked off for writing something racist like two years ago on Twitter. They well, went he, through a whole Twitter feed. I should rephrase. He didn't get kicked off, but they gave him an option. The option was get rid of your Instagram, get rid of your Twitter, no more social media stuff, get rid of your podcast. Uh. And he was like, what? <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> That's, That's my he, thing. He spelled a W-U-T, too. He went, what? Uh. <laughs> what? <laughs> fuck out of here <laughs> he pulled out his uh, bank account i just want to show you how many zeros there's this, a lot of see all the zeros those are don't give a fuck points this is fuck you money so <laughs> fuck you i 
mean, I see everybody's point, man. I really do. That's the real problem with Twitter and blogs is you get one point. And even Twitter, it's one point and then one point and then one point and then, you know, one person back and you're playing tennis back and forth with the idea. Yeah. It's just an ineffective way to communicate and, and resolve things. Communicating live in person is the only way. Yeah. Everything else is, it only works if everybody agrees to a certain series of rules and, uh, and like you establish that you're going to communicate with someone the way you would expect to be communicated with by then, like best case scenario. I saw you on Twitter sticking up for somebody that was just getting hammered. Oh, that was a person who wrote something bad about me too. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. But you were like, hey, look, we can all have our opinions. It's all good. Yeah, I mean, I never said anything shitty to her. Yeah. You know, we, um, when we went back and forth on Twitter, we were, we were talking about the actual issue at hand. She said a few ad hominem things about me, but they weren't anything really bad. Right. You know, it was like, something about um uh wh like what qualifies you to that opinion is it making people eat bugs on fear factor <laughs> things along those lines right. it's like okay you know <laughs> yeah doesn't you know even if you say something mean to me it just means i'm going to stop communicating with you right doesn't, i don't i'm getting better at this right and i know when to engage people when not to yeah. but i also know like what i get out of it you know what do i get out of it i, I get at something out of it if we can get along and get through something civilly, I get something out of it. I feel good. Sure. When I have an interaction with somebody online and if there's some sort of a minor disagreement, we could end with, uh, it's all good. That's cool. Well, thank you very much. All right, cool, man. That's yeah. nice. Right. I like that. So I go towards that as much as I can in this life. Yeah. And I've made mistakes. I think we all have. But when I go to uh, someone's Twitter page and it's just a constant series of these fucking bitter back and forth feuds i'm like you're doing it wrong right you're doing it wrong we're all you know we're all learning this as we go along i think how'd you feel after the the mencia fight i hate to keep bringing it up but i just watched it last night again brian and i've talked about this a million times cause oh okay brian's favorite piece of uh, or my favorite piece of brian's work okay it was his coup de gras it was his <laughs> his piece de resistance uh, yeah Die. um but uh there was a lot of negativity attached to it. Uh -huh. A lot, a lot of negative fucking comments and tweets and uh, messages. I guess it was like MySpace back then, but it was a, there was a lot of email. A lot of people got my email and sent me a lot of like really nasty shit. But it was so poorly spelled. Yeah, like the majority of you it used was, to save it. I, I think you still got it. I still got it. <laughs> I mean, I used to save it, dude. I got a folder. Still save it. <laughs> I got a folder on my fucking email called, that is just called Mencia fans. <laughs> because <laughs> it was so bad it was so ridiculous it was like come on is this real <laughs> this is fake are you guys right? real people like it didn't even like and the big one one of the big ones was them saying you know he did it better yeah I heard just that just because he did it better right just because he did it better, okay? You're like fucking all jealous over there <laughs> yeah. because he did it better. <laughs> right. <laughs> but even that died off, man. Yeah. That just stopped. It was a moment in comedy history. Yeah. But a lot of negativity, man. A lot of negativity attached to it. But sometimes you got to get your hands dirty. Well, you stuck up for a lot of people. That's the thing. And I remember you used to write about it. I think I used to see it on MySpace or whatever. I mean, you stuck up for a lot of little guys when you did that, you know? Well, that's where it all came from. It came from guys like Johnny Sanchez getting fucked over and Ari getting fucked over and, and countless numbers of dudes. It's, it makes for a hostile environment. Yeah. When you have to hit that flashing light at the store because you know he's in the back of the room. Remember when comics all had that little little signal thing? Yeah. They would go over and flick the light a couple of times because he was in the back of the room. Right. That's just dark, dude. Yeah. But we're learning. You know, and we're learning now. Look, if he had to start his career over again, 
the dude's a good performer, man. Mm-hmm. If he could start his career over again and just do it the right way, yeah, you know, he he would have been a different person. If he started out today as opposed to back then, yeah, he'd probably be a different person. But if you get off on the wrong foot and you stay on that wrong foot and then you justify your actions all along the way, you get to a point where you're two decades into a career that's bullshit and you don't know how to write. Yeah, you don't you know? know how to write at all. Yeah. yeah, that's a super common thing. You see that with biters. You see that with guys going back and trying to create new stuff, and it's like, oh my god, you're lost at sea. Yeah, like you. You, you literally don't know how to do it. Right. Like, the, you would see the contrast between the stuff that they obviously stole and then the stuff that they obviously wrote. Right. And it's like, oh, good Lord. Like, you, this is like, you're speaking two different languages. Yeah. It's like, one of these things is made out of vegetables and one of these things is made out of shit. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. This is like, it's so obvious to anybody who's paying attention. But I don't know, man. It's, um, sometimes it's important to do negative things. Yeah. It's just, it depends on what's happening. But it, it also exposed a lot about the business, man, that people didn't want to believe. Yeah. Because nobody wanted to believe that if you, like, had a beef with some famous person who had it out for you, that they could ruin your career. Right. But he tried to do that to me. Yeah. And he, could, he didn't have the power to do it. It, it work, he, did it work so far as the comedy store? Was that what you were that saying That weekend, earlier? it worked that weekend. I mean, he got me banned from that weekend. Right. But he made a deal with the guy that's not there anymore. Oh, really? I, don't, I mean, I don't know the exact details of it, but it was the only time ever where his name was on the marquee. He never let them put his name on the marquee. His yeah. name was on the marquee, and he was headlining the whole weekend. Yeah. So it was like this big thing that I was gone, and he was headlining, he put his name on the marquee. And um, I forget my point. <laughs> doesn't matter it's it's a pointless beaten into the ground okay. story but the the bottom line was after all the dust settled everybody sort of eventually got a sense of what it really was all about you know, yeah what it's really all about is all these people have a similar story and we're all dealing with something that is just undeniable is that door open back there jamie see if that fucking door's open because that shit is super loud it's not we need to figure out a way to like soundproof the ceiling yeah. Because when they, those guys are banging shit over there, banging shit. Not like that kind of banging. Imagine <laughs> that. I was at a hotel the other day and I heard someone fucking. Mm-hmm. Dude. It's um, happened in a long time. I was in a hotel. I was 18. I was in a hotel room with my parents and the people next door were fucking we beating each off? other. To, no, not at all. Were I you was, in the same room with your parents? I was in the same room with my parents. And there was people fucking next door. What your parents word. do? They everyone we we ignored Pretended? the elephant in the other room, really? like good white people. Oh my god! What? This this lady was going like ah uh, uh, yeah ah. Uh. It was like a shaky thing. Like right. she's she's been rattled. Right. It was weird. It's one of the Caesar girls. Yeah, and I, I, it wasn't loud enough for me to record. I was trying to get my <laughs> iPhone up to the door. <laughs> it was a shitty ass hotel. We were in Washington D.C. at this old hotel. By the way, those old hotels—they can all suck it. Mm-hmm. Those old hotels—they try to pretend that it's cool to stay in this creaky ass fucking hotel where, when someone flushes their toilet three floors above you, it's like a roaring train is running through your room. Uh, every time someone walked above me, I heard. <laughs> I was like, "This is stupid." Yeah, it's, like, it's a boutique hotel. And they're usually more expensive than like some yes. of the newer hotels. Yes, it was. It yeah. was expensive as fuck. It was yeah. stupid. It's a dumbass hotel. But people be fucking. Uh, uh. Were, ever, I just ever, couldn't figure out where they were fucking. They were above me or to the side of me. You ever hear that old Stanhope bit where he's like, not only can you hear them fucking, you can smell it too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad the hotels were. 
there was this place in Arizona we stayed at that the bottom of the door had like a good like three inches underneath it. So like you would just be in bed and you would see people walking down the hallway. Yeah. And oh, it's good like, Lord. Yeah. It's like, that's, that's ridiculous. Disturbing. Yeah. But that's part of the fun of the road, especially, okay. you know, when you're with friends, the early days, especially. I stayed once. I did a gig on this fucking island, Block Island. It's like an island outside of Rhode Island. I think that's it. Black Island or Block Island? But it's uh, it's the the people that lived there were the drunkest troglodytes I've ever performed in front of. Wow. Ever. I mean, me and this guy Scott. Scott was the guy who booked it, and he was the opening act. And he went up and just ate a plate of shit. <laughs> it was just no one was getting anything out of this crowd. <laughs> right. we, we both sucked at the time. Uh huh. But I mean, it was. The gig was impossible. Yeah. No one was getting through this alive. Right. It was, there was maybe 30 people in the room. It was like they had a bar, and then they just announced that a show was going to happen. It was the first one ever, first and only one. It was me and him. So we did the gig. Gig's death, just hot death. They didn't want to pay <laughs> us because it was awful. They said we insulted the people that were that, that came there. They were, they were yelling shit. The moment yeah. we go, was it fucking queer? <laughs> right. They were just monsters. They were, they were pirates, right? Yeah. And then we had to stay in a supply room. We had cots that they had set up in a room with like Ugh. stacks of like canned tomatoes and fucking, you know, syrup for soda machines and shit and containers of nitrous oxide that kind of shit yeah it was like a storage room right and they put two cots there with no bathroom and that's where we slept oh my jesus <laughs> they said they had a room for us where's the room well we can take it back here they, they brought us to this room and it was a storage room they had put a cot in you could sleep here the ferry comes at six in the morning so we had to sleep there and then we had to leave on the ferry at six o'clock in the morning oh, whatever God, the time so was fucked up. oh it was gross and the dude i was with was partying so he was up and it was just disaster there was just you know if you wanted to get drunk and do coke it was there right it was just everybody was just like there's no cops here right you know, no cops are coming to this fucking crazy island there's <laughs> only a hundred people everyone is like one drink away from death <laughs> just barely hanging on you might as well stay up till six yeah you could hear their liver like pop rocks going <laughs> off under their skin that's why they're shouting so much their liver's just fucking struggling <laughs> to stay together ah, ah, like the millennium falcon when it was shaking trying to achieve warp speed ah, that's their liver I'll just never forget there's this table of like three or four people together talking and Scott starts the show when he starts the show they're like <laughs> they just turn to him and like yelling why the fuck is this Bobby why the fuck is this missing teeth and fucking right. their faces are all pruned up from the fucking cold wind and the, yeah. the seawater yeah. it's death it's one of those places you could not live if you lived Everybody would just slowly start disappearing in horrible accidents. Sure. Like if they made you live on that island, you go, you know, and you had that guy as your neighbor, you'd be like, all right, today I'm taking him fishing. <laughs> motherfucker, and I ain't taking him back. This motherfucker's going to fall in the water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where you live is a fucking super important part of your life. If you live in a shitty spot, it's really hard to have fun. And not yeah. I mean a shitty spot, like you're way better off with like really good friends where the weather sucks a dick. Sure. Well, yeah, weather can't destroy you that much. But if if you're in a bad neighborhood or <sighs> that's you why know, anybody a lot of crime. thinks yeah, like anybody thinks kids should pull themselves up by their bootstraps. It's tough. Imagine being born in fucking Watts, living in the worst sections of Inglewood or 
or you know being a gypsy you, you know born you might, into a g- caravan family in fucking england you might not even know someone that could teach you how to do it and yeah. there's a lot of bad examples all over the place of yeah. what to do and like we we're talking about with michael irvin like how the kids like everyone's programmed differently so it becomes like this like repeating cycle mm-hmm. unless you get out unless you are a performer or an athlete or someone who figures out a way to start a business and get out of the get out of the neighborhood and sort of reset yourself and figure out what the fuck, what kind of fucking trowel was I on? Yeah. What kind of path was I riding on? It must be weird to mix with the rich after that too. Well, you know what's the weirdest shit? Hmm. You could just drive to Beverly Hills. Yeah, it's right there. It doesn't take long to get there. So you could live in like the worst neighborhood in LA and just close your door, start your car, start driving, and 15 minutes later, you're standing in front of a house that's worth $50 million. Mm Mm-hmm. That's that's weird. It is weird. <laughs> I mean, that we are. And then, here, how about this? The person who lives in Compton or wh- whatever shit neighborhood, they could get in their car and drive to Tijuana and go, oh. <laughs> oh, I thought I had it bad. Let's get back to Compton. Yeah, I'm worried. Get away from this cardboard house with no windows. Yeah. You know? Are we allowed to make fun of gypsies? Like, is there any kind of like? No, no one racist. sticks up for gypsies. That's right? not true. That's not true. There's some feedback. There's some blowback in England. If really? You call them gypsies? Yeah. If you start shitting on gypsies in other countries, they get very upset. At you. Can we still call them gypsies? Is in that derogatory America? yet? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think it's derogatory. Hmm. Let's look it up. Someone is offended for Gotta sure. Gotta be. There's Somewhere. a lot of gypsies in Burbank, and they they they're really? always hanging out in my dumpster. They're American gypsies? They're hanging out in your dumpster. They, they, they pull up in these weird vans that have beads all over them. And yeah. they just like, all come out of this van, and they all just like start going through all the trash. And just, There's a lot of vans in my neighborhood recently. Like People just live on my street now okay. in vans. Here we go. Ready? Yo, that's racist. Gypsy <laughs> is a racial slur. This was, uh, I'm surprised the article, N-word wasn't in the retort. An article on Gawker... Um, about a child that was taken away from a couple because she didn't look like them. And uh, it says, police rescue mystery blonde child from gypsy couple. <laughs> and then this article goes on to describe that. It says the term gypsies, a non-preferred and often derogatory term for Roma people. For those of you who aren't aware of the anti-Roma bigotry, the Roma are an indigenous people of Europe who continue to be pushed from nation to nation and mistreated. Okay, that's one take on it. <laughs> Another take by a friend who lived uh, outside of London who had these gypsies move into the lot near their friend's house and absolutely destroy it. Destroy the neighborhood, leave their trash everywhere, rob all the houses in the neighborhood. Yeah. Like, they're also notorious criminals. Notorious. Right. I mean, there's not, they're not all criminals, but there's a lot of them. They live a crazy lifestyle. They're always bare-knuckle fighting. They have these videos. They challenge each other online. I mean, it's awesome, right. hilarious, beautiful slice of our human culture in 2012. But to, this portrayal of it yeah. is so ridiculously one-sided and biased. Right, right. They're pushed from nation to nation and mistreated. Yeah, I'm sorry. We don't want you leaving your garbage everywhere and fighting in the streets <laughs> and stabbing my friends. Right. You know, please don't do that anymore or whatever they've been doing. I right. shouldn't say stabbing. I don't know if they're, they're involved in stabbing. But that's part of the game is we got to rove town to town and we got to hustle money. They're wild people, man. I mean, it's, it's fascinating. The movie Snatch was awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a Richie movie on it. Fucking awesome, man. With uh, the way Brad Pitt, that whole dialect mm-hmm. is so fucking awesome. 
the, the article goes on, they are frequently denied legal status and therefore social services. There are many stereotypes about the Roma, but the most predominant is that they are all sociopathic drifters who steal children and anything else that isn't tied down. <laughs> well, I, it's been my experience that very few people who do nothing wrong are labeled as sociopathic thieves who steal children. Right. Very few people. <laughs> One of the things that they don't say about those Tibetan Buddhist monks is that they're sociopathic thieves right. who steal children. Yeah, they said that about uh, Mother Teresa a lot, too, right? And all those missionaries. Sociopathic thieves who steal children. Yeah. I don't know, man. They're known I just, to ejaculate in people's coffee. It's not healthy to paint things in a completely unrealistic way biased way like this guy's doing just to prove that you're not racist right that shit's not healthy no like, i know you should talk about the reality of their life like it doesn't help anybody if you bullshit people on what these folks do right and, and again it's not all of them but the fact that you're saying that gypsies haven't been involved in conflicts or the roma people whatever the fuck you want to call them You'd be lying, right? Right. When we can all come up with different reasons for why cultural, biological, you know, there's all sorts of variables that are entering into this equation. But to betray it like this, like these, these beautiful people that are just roaming from town to town. Yeah. And everyone's just pushing them away. Yeah. Because of the patriarchy, because of white, white people privilege. Right. I checked my privilege online. Did you do that yet? <laughs> I saw that, yeah. I was, I'm a shitlord. Yeah, what, what, what website is <laughs> that? Yeah, too? what's that shitlord. mean? I don't even know what that means. Piece of shit. Oh. Fucking <laughs> asshole. You're a part of the problem. Uh. What... What? Where can you get your your privilege? Checkyourprivilege.com. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, we I were talking about how it should be an app, and it already was. <laughs> and then uh, someone sent me a link. It's an actual website, so I went to yeah. the website. Check my privilege. <laughs> and so you don't have a lot of privilege. You're a shit. I'm a, a I what? Have too much privilege. So I'm a oh, shit lord. Oh, okay, okay. That's okay. what it is. Right, right, Everyone right. who's I think if you're white and you don't have AIDS, you're a shit lord. Okay. I think that's pretty much how it mm. goes. What's going on in this world? There's something strange going on in this world, man. Yes. Something strange. This this article is proof yeah. of it. People are going way out of their way to show that they're sensitive and open-minded to the point right. where they're not really open-minded. Yeah. You're, you're denying reality. Yeah. It's like it doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help anybody to only, only side with the maligned and the mistreated and the misrepresented. To always side with them. That's, yeah. that's not... That's not healthy. Right. Like you can marginalized people, there's marginalized groups for yeah. sure. And it's good to recognize when they're being mistreated, but the reality of their behavior can't be ignored. Like, you can't do that. Right. It, it muddies up the whole thing. Yeah. You can still side with them, but you yeah. have to admit the facts, and you have to admit right. Right. Like that, that, that they survive in yeah. ways that can hurt other civilians, other and, people. Yeah. And you know what, man? Hey, that's the reality of the world that they're thrust into. Yeah. If you were there, like, you know, I watched this video on poachers in Africa, and all these people that, like... They they uh, they illegally capture these animals, and sometimes it's like the only food that these people can get. Yeah, like like they're in there's terrible situations. They have these ridiculous guns they construct. Um, they 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 make their own charges and light their guns sometimes with a lighter and yeah. then shoot it at these animals. I mean, they pack these things like muskets. They take a rifle and they pack it like a musket and then like light like a fuse, like it's a bomb. I mean, it's ridiculous how poor and rudimentary some of this shit is these guys are doing you got to wonder like what are this what are these guys options man right 
I mean, you're getting mad at this guy for poaching animals. And he's, yeah, it's, it's terrible to shoot someone else's property, you know, even if you are starving to death. It seems, it seems wrong. He but should move to America and work on Wall Street. Why doesn't he do that? <laughs> he knows it's there. He should. Why doesn't he get, a, get an education? <laughs> Why doesn't he wash his feet? He's got old plastic water bottles that he's yeah. turned into flip-flops. What's this guy thinking? Why isn't he smarter? Yeah, you can't you can't judge people like that the way you would judge a person from a normal neighborhood with a normal background. I mean, normal by like healthy, no, right. you know, no serious trauma. There's a reason he's in that situation. You're not in that situation. You don't seek that situation. No. But what the fuck, man? That's that's the real problem in the world. The real problem in the world is like the one percent that everybody wants to think about. Yeah. The, if you make more than $34,000 a year, you're in the top 1% of all people on the planet. Really? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah. Kevin Smith and I talked about it the other day, and I've talked about it on this podcast before, too. That's a real number. That's So when you're talking about poachers or you're talking about impoverished people, the level of poverty that the people who work at Foxconn have, when you're saying, man, those people live there. There's nets around the building to keep them jumping off the roof. Like We can't even imagine what that no. life is like. And those are people just like you, just like me, just right, like you, right. just just people. Just if we were born in China, we'd be like, "Fuck, dude, we got to go to the Foxconn. We can't go. We can't have the option to go to the store tonight. You know, let's go perform at the comedy store. No, we can't. We have to make cell phones for a nickel an hour. I got a suicide at noon. I got to go <laughs> um, how how does that work? They, they don't like apply for those jobs, do they? They just yeah. kind they of force them to if they can. I okay. mean, I don't even know if they, there's enough jobs to supply all the people that are poor and looking for jobs there. Yeah, there's a billion people in China. It's crazy. A billion, and they just hacked our weather system. Did you see that? What are you talking about? The the, the U.S. said today that China has hacked our uh, radar and satellite, our, our weather. Or like one of our things that we use for our news every day, and uh, they hacked, they hacked it? it, our satellite. And that's like why well, pull, for up the, the, pull up an article on it so we can get a more definitive uh, description of what's okay. going on. That's why for like the whole month of October, I think there was very limited radar uh, in the news. And because someone from China hacked our yeah, radar yeah, dishes, yeah, their government supposedly. that's hilarious. Uh, China, so the Chinese government hacked radar. our radar system, yeah, our weather system, weather radar. Well, what are they doing with it? Are they stealing the data? Why do they care what the fucking temperature is over here? <laughs> U.S. weather system. <laughs> I don't Look, know. today where I live, much warmer. 75 degrees in Los Angeles again. By the way, terrible accents, both of us. Both of us. <laughs> I didn't know which way to go. To go super Chinese or just weird. <laughs> Chinese. <laughs> you go weird if you don't know what you're doing. Chinese reportedly hack U.S. weather systems. What? Chinese hackers allegedly broke into the U.S. weather systems in September and caused federal cybersecurity forces to block sensitive data needed for crucial uses, including disaster planning and aviation. So they, mm. they, they fucked with like a lot more than just like the weather radar. Wow. But uh, Well, who knows who's doing that, though? You know, we say China. Like, who? Just I mean, It's a billion people. Could be one asshole. I and mean, we call it China. Yeah, it's only like one to ten assholes. Who are they saying? Yeah, I'm looking at it right. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, you know what I mean? To be a dude yeah, yeah. in China did this, and we're blaming right. China. Right. Let's go to war. I mean, is this yeah? Is this an official government uh, thing that did this? Or looking. There. By the way, while we're looking, did you try to sit in that chair? And chose I did. That chair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, well, you prefer this is, that chair this is way better. Chair? This is way better for my posture. Right. Better for my back. Right. But I knew I was going to need to lounge a little bit while I was here. Uh, that's your thing. So this. Is a clearly better chair. 
But this makes me more relaxed. Mm. I give up relaxation for posture. Yeah. I'm, All right. I'm it's down it's with the ergonomic chair. This is the best ergonomic chair I've ever had. Earlier this week, the Post also reported that Chinese government hackers were suspected of breaking into the U.S. Postal Service computer networks and stealing the personal data belonging to hundreds and thousands of employees, retirees, and customers. Yeah, Empl- it, employees of the post office? Yeah, the Ch- so Chinese government hackers Good luck. supposedly also broke into our USPS. Our US- right, but they're, they're government hackers? Yeah, they're government hackers. Meaning that, that's- So they know my P.O. box. That's terrifying. <laughs> they're getting all those things that try to get you to join Scientology. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're getting all those first. Yeah. They're getting all those postcards. They Dianetics. can take a personality test before I can. Fuck! I've been so, practicing, too. Who knows what that means, though? Chinese government hackers. Who do, what does that mean? You know, I'm not sure. That's such a broad statement. For what department? Under whose jurisdiction? Like, uh, with what objective? Who are the humans that are doing it? You know, you say Chinese government hackers. Like, yeah. Okay. Could be yeah. anybody. Could be someone blaming the Chinese because they're doing it. Yeah. You know, who the fuck knows? They don't really break that down, huh? Fucking gypsies, probably. Gypsies! Goddamn gypsies! So, so Can't if, say gypsy, bro. Well, Romas! So, fucking Romas, man! What if you're gay? Is that what they called? It, like a, a black gypsy, so that's kind of like a loophole. No? You better gay. not. Transgender gypsies? You need to stop right there. Don't say <laughs> goddamn tran- it, tran- gypsies. Trans gypsies. You just got our podcast canceled. <laughs> you did. Might be a the shit lord factor <laughs> hit the roof. Gotta look into that loophole. That might be, that might be very... You know, you're not supposed to say bitch anymore? Yeah. yeah. Bitch is a new one. They're trying to take away bitch. Sucks. It's such a nice hard out on a sentence. Like, fuck you, bitch. Yeah, listen, bitch. You know what I mean? It works yeah. comedically. Yeah. Some girl at the comedy store the other day, one of the waitresses, said, get the fuck out of here, bitch. Yeah. She said it to this dude, and I, I gave her knuckles. I go, that was a strong bitch. Yeah. It's like, she goes, it was, right? I go, yeah, yeah the way it came out. Just said, yeah. I would hate to live in a world where someone couldn't say something like that. Like right? when, Joe, when Joey Diaz corrects you, like, please, bitch. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here, bitch. It's the best way to condescend yeah. and just and humiliate someone. And on stage, it's one of my favorite words. Right. I will not stop using it. If you got a, if you got a sentence that's not, or a punchline that's not really working, you can throw one bitch a set in there, and that'll save that punchline. Sometimes. Yeah. Maybe you just need to get back to the drawing board with that fucking well. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather just throw a bitch on it and call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> silly bitch. I'll never give up See? silly bitch. See, no matter what silly happens. Silly bitch is so unthreatening. Yeah. That it just should be let slide. It's silly got bitch. silly in it. Yeah. Which makes you know? it silly. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you can't say, you silly kike. No. Whoa. Hey, that's not even yeah, cute. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not even cute. That's silly, rude. Silly gypsy. Yeah. That's middle ground. Yeah. You know? I wonder if you can still say homo. Nah. I haven't heard over. anything. I haven't heard anybody trying to ban it. You'll be okay, but it's oh, yeah. not. It's frowned upon, I think. You're not supposed to say something's gay. Sure. You can't say, oh my God, this movie's gay. That sucks. That's not good. You obviously can't say the F-bomb. Yeah, you can't say faggot. Shh. Easily. Not even with Occasionally, the Occasionally, right? you can say faggotry because it has not been defined. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But um, homo, I haven't heard a peep. Nobody's banned it yet. Maybe I should shut the fuck up before they go on an anti, <laughs> anti-homo campaign. It's like the seven words you can't say on TV became the seven words you can't say on TV in a way. Well, also you don't because wanna... like fag isn't, well, fag is short for faggot, so it's not yeah. like a part of a, a word that's a legitimate word, like homo sapien. Right. You know, like homo sapien, homosexual, homostasis. You know, there's like a lot of... No, there's there's a lot of trap doors in that. There's a lot of ways out of that. Mm. I meant homo sapien. 
Yeah. You yeah, no. homo sapien. <laughs> you. Homo Not, gypsy. You know. You can't say that. That's, that's yeah, that's like saying That's my favorite kind of gypsy, though. <laughs> 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 they don't procreate. Oh, but they do. Yeah, but they're magic balls. <sighs> you had to ruin it. <laughs> The, isn't gypsies place. like the ones with the magic balls and the cards and like the yeah they they have the crystal pussies. balls the crystal balls and the uh, the reading your fortune I mean they've been hustlers from the beginning but again it's what they're fucking born into if you're born into right. that shit what would you do you tell me that you would figure out oh my culture is insufficient in so many areas I need to get out and explore the subtle nuances of life and education and, and change my v- verbiage and my vernacular and move to Cambridge and come on. You know, maybe by the time you're 15, if you're lucky to have that kind of individual thought. If you're lucky. But otherwise, you're just throwing fucking cards out, three-card money, fucking hustling motherfuckers, drugging babies. Yeah. That's what I heard about the gypsies. Drugging babies? They okay. drug their babies so they don't cry. There was a story where a lady drugged a baby on an airplane. Yeah. She got arrested. She was a stewardess, and she gave a baby Benadryl. Because the baby was screaming and crying. Yeah. We get warm jack to babies in Ohio. Put a little on their nose. Look at you. Look how you turned out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Cooked your brain in an early age, You got no brain cells. That shit ain't good. You think it's okay to say homo gypsy? Yeah. These are all terrible things, man. These are all terrible things you're describing. Good night's sleep would have done you a lot better. Yeah. Good night's sleep with some orange juice. (laughs) Get your fucking electrolytes in order, son. It's just seem, it's uh, it's bugging me, man. That like this Artie Lang thing that we were talking about yesterday. We we played his uh, we read rather his tweet the other day uh, and, during uh, the Domerera podcast, and we were shocked at what everybody was upset about. Now did, he said this on the Domerera podcast. Is no, that what happened? He said or he it on twi- Twitter. Twitter. Okay, he tweeted it. Okay, he's a fucking comedian yeah. known for being dirty. And because he said something about an African-American woman, about her whipping him, yeah, <laughs> and, and him coming all over himself like a fat founding yeah. father, and it was just, it was, you know, and about her disrespecting the plantation. I mean, his tweets were hilarious. Yeah. But people were so offended that he was kicked off of that midnight show. He could do the midnight show. And then on top of that, he um, he got banned from ESPN. He can't go on ESPN. Really? And Tosh just took care of ESPN last night, though. So. Yeah, that's oh, true. He, toshed, <laughs> he torched ESPN for ripping him off? Yeah. What is yeah. this? He got a you, bit. He got like a phrase or a bit stolen. Yeah. Has, and so he just he redid a whole sketch ripping him. Tosh oh, has this thing called really? Web Redemption, right? Right. Uh, where he's you know he watches like famous like like videos and he sure. goes you know let's get re- redemption for this and so mm-hmm. he meets the people that are in the video. They pretty much exactly did the same thing, and so his show's been on the air since like for six years yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. So they're doing the same thing. They're just calling it a different name. Don't play it. Yeah. Don't play yeah. it. It'll get us kicked off of YouTube. <laughs> Every time, man. Every yeah. fucking time. Even though I've got a Comedy Central special coming out next week, they would still kick us off. You can even play your clip for your Comedy no, Central special. No, if I played my clip, they'd pull me off YouTube. <laughs> I'm not kidding, man. That's yeah, the world. Welcome to the world we live in, full charge. I know. You signed the paperwork. I don't know what you signed, but I signed some shit that ain't mine no more. There's a lot of motherfuckers out there that yeah. want to own everything. Mm-hmm. God damn it. That's the beauty of the podcast, full charge. I know. We can do whatever we want. You got a full charge podcast? The full charge power hour. Very funny. Everybody hey, check it out. On, you sure it's very funny? Very oh, funny. Oh, very funny. Okay. Very funny. No gypsies. You. What's the matter? Oh, nothing. Okay. Are we not recording? No, we are. Oh, fuck. I can't hear anything right now. Yeah, the microphone's just not working right now. Oh, us. but it's recording? 
Yeah, yeah, his is recording. This is what happens when you park yourself there. Jamie is here. Everything was nice and smoothly. He never has to take out SD cards in the middle of the fucking show. (laughs) I just want to remind people that all the equipment works on the full charge power hour. It's very uh, very high tech. People donated it, actually. Are we full? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Why don't you guys fucking plan this shit in advance? Okay. There's not a lot of things that you guys have to do here. This, no, this only gets full like once a year. Well, maybe <laughs> you should just check it. There's not a lot of shit to check here. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. You got one SD card. So what, is this show being recorded? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just backup. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Back- All the time you spent going to massage parlors. Son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Full charge. Yeah, do, man. Do you have a, a tour coming out or something? Yes, I do. What's I'm, going on, uh, Full Charge? It's a, it's a little West Coast tour. Oh. San Francisco, Doc Ricketts, November 29th. What's Doc Ricketts? Doc Ricketts used to be the Purple Onion in oh, North Beach. Oh, shit. And it's a new club now, and uh, November 29th. So that's like a, a really small, intimate room. Didn't Galifianakis yeah. do Did a special, a special there. there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. So it's pretty cool. I've never been there, but uh, no, I can't wait either. to play it. And uh, I'm going to be at the Analog Cafe on December 5th. That's in Portland, Oregon. Beautiful. And I'm going to be at Highline in Seattle, Washington on December 6th. And I would love for people to come out and see me. Good Lord, Full Charge. Yeah. How do you do it all? I just uh, I get to writing. I memorize the jokes. Do some stage time. Come and then boom. Then I, then I go to the city. This is yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you bring people on the road with you or are you working with locals? Yeah. Actually, my co-host from uh, the Full Charge Power Hour, Craig Coleman, is going to come open for me. Good so, Lord. I love that everybody's got a podcast now. It's great. It's going to come a time where no one wants a television show. You know, like, I got my podcast. I got no time for this. Too many cooks. Too many cooks. (laughs) What is too many cooks? You guys keep saying this. Too many cooks is this amazing uh, video that these two guys that work at Adult Swim have have been making on their own for like the last year. I think they're like PAs or something like. So they've been taking like a little bit of money and making this little stealing project. Stealing. No, a little project on the side. And so they they got the uh, four o'clock like info commercial spot on Adult Swim, and it's kind of like a, a video that's making fun of '80s sitcoms openings but on mushrooms. And at first, you're, it's just like this annoying song that starts getting in your head and it's over and over. And, and then a lot of people just turn it off after like four or five minutes because they are like, I can't take any more of this. But if you get over the lump of like the four-minute mark, it becomes one of the most fucked up, demented, beautiful videos I've seen in a long it's weird. time. It's really weird. Yeah. But, well, there's a lot of that. Yeah. A lot of that Tim and Eric style yeah. of uh, yeah. comedy Very much. that's out these days. They just keep going. Yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff out there now. I know. And especially when you could just make a clip and just throw it up on YouTube or throw it up on the internet. And there's just so many people that could just do things now. Yeah. You know? It was really cool that they uh, they, t- they took a chance and overnight it got like 3 million hits in less than 24 <laughs> hours. That's awesome. Yeah, <sighs> That's beautiful, man. We're living a great time. It's the fucking best time ever. It really is. It is. And it really was. And it's just so new. All trials these opportunities are so new, you know? Yeah. Trials but, and tribulations aside, all this shit about like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches being racist and all this stupidity. Yeah. It's still awesome. I know. It's the most awesome time. It's just there's too many people talking. That's it's, all it is. It's weird that people use so much. They use the uh, technology to just like complain and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. creators and there's destroyers. There's, there's whiners and there's there's yeah. people that like fucking contribute. There's a lot of destroyers out there. Yeah, but you know what I mean, man. A lot of it is just misplaced energy. I've talked to destroyers, former destroyers who are now creators. Yeah, and they've apologized to me like for like some shit they wrote. And, like, oh, I'm sorry, I tweeted that at you. Or, sorry, I said that. I was just blah blah blah. And, 
you know they want to they want to be creators but they don't have the balls or they don't have the experience and then they see you doing it and they get they put that energy towards you yeah well there's you know? a, yeah there's also some people look at other people's success as their failure so yeah. like you're detracting from them like every time right. a full charge goes on tour people back home go fucking full charge out there in portland now? yeah fuck no this. now they're pissed fuck this man you know i, I started out with that dude fuck man i can't even get booked who booked you there man <laughs> he should just call me Se- I, th- that's another beautiful thing about this i just fucking i booked the venues myself segura said that to me he's like this is a thing that people do that's like the grossest thing a guy did how'd you get that yeah i've heard that expression since i started <laughs> how'd, how'd you, you get, get that? that yeah how'd you get that what's the formula what's the math <laughs> equation so i can do it too yeah fucking ian edwards was talking about that too he's like that's that weird shit that people say to you yeah how'd you get that how right. did you get that? How'd I just called this that? guy Jeff. I just he fell in my lap, bro. Super easy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even write anything. I just show up and start talking. It was a million different things combined. Million. Individual to me, and that's how it happened. A million different things, you freak bitches. Yeah. So um, when you put together these tours, are you doing this shit with an agent? Are you doing it all by yourself? I just do it by myself. That's cool. Yeah. That's the, that's another thing that you can do today that you can never do before. Does the middlemen across the board are getting cut out, which is beautiful. Yeah, and they don't have to be middlemen. It's not like there's not a whole lot of opportunities for other shit to be done. Right. It's just great because of email and Twitter. You can have these people are following me on Twitter. I'm like, oh shit, there's this club that's following me in September in in uh, Portland. That's yeah. Following me, I'll just tweet them and see what's up. Exactly. Did you see the video of the uh, the elephant fighting off 14 lions? No, let's yeah. see it. It's on my Twitter. Follow it. It's All pretty. Right. It's pretty awesome because the elephant wins. Elephants <laughs> just seem spoiler, spoiler alert. <laughs> elephants just seem so fucking cool. Like it's really kind of hard to believe that people shot them just for their ivory. They just. I mean, I know that they kill people sometimes and storm into villages and stomp everything down. Right. But look, don't hate the player. Game. Wasn't it this podcast you guys were talking about how they just used to, uh, they electrocuted an elephant mm-hmm. yeah. as an experiment? Yeah, um, what Thomas Edison did to show the and, power. And of, no one blogged about it. Not back weird. then they didn't. <laughs> you could just, you could cook an elephant in Times Square and nobody would give a shit back then. It was for uh, so that video human us, advancement. That video will get us pulled, but if we do like a screenshot. Will it really get us pulled? Yeah. yeah I'm sure it will, So right? here's a bunch of. You know, tigers yeah. fighting over it, and then we'll just skip ahead in a second. Well, oh, here's what happens. The, the lions jump on this thing's back, and they try to drag it down. And just, just Google it. It's worth watching because it feels good. Uh, young elephant fights 14 lions and wins. But you know what, man? If you shot one of those lions, everybody would be super mad at you. <laughs> if, you're like, <laughs> if you're like sitting there watching, like imagine this is what happens. Yeah. You're sitting there watching this elephant getting fucked up by these lions. So you just fucking pull out of your 4x4, four four, <laughs> climb up on the roof, <laughs> Line this motherfucker up, <laughs> and you see this lion's body give up. Yeah. And you'd be, people would be really pissed at you. Dear internet, I can't believe they shot that lion. But if you, you know, if you just sit back and let the lions kill the elephant, who, you know, do you pick a side? Do you pick a side when you see 14 lions trying to kill an elephant? Yes, elephant. You pick a side for the elephant. Yeah. I think so too. Because elephants yeah. are, they're herbivores. They're not predators. Right. But isn't, that's just how it works, man? If the lions can bring down the elephant, they eat it. That's how it works. Yeah, that's the game nature. they're all playing. Yeah. Isn't that the game they're all playing? That is the game they're all playing. Like if the uh, if it's a person like some chick on Facebook posing with a dead lion, she's the cunt. Right. Right? But if the lions take this elephant out, they're like, like the lion had to do it. The chick took a flight over here. She's an asshole. She's right. just doing this for fun. 
She's like a homo gypsy. But if, <laughs> chick, <laughs> if the chick was there and she was doing it for fun and she saw this and she said, you know what, fuck these lions. I'm going to kill one of those lions. Would people be angry at her? I think they probably would. People pick teams. Yeah. Even when it comes to animals. Mm-hmm. Th- that's a little weird. I love lions, but I just know elephants are way fucking smarter than a... Yeah. They know, can paint. Are, yeah. They can paint their face. Really? You know I what I'm saying? No, no, no. That'll get us pulled, too. But there's a video, if you go and Google it, there's a video of an elephant painting his own portrait, or her own portrait. That's I don't know crazy. if it's a guy or a girl. There's, a, there's only the males have the horns? Is that what it is? The, the, the tusks? Uh, I don't know about that. Well, the only... Um, the only like antlered animal that's uh, female, um, uh, as far as like like deer and elk, is caribou. Female caribou have antlers, mm-hmm. but you have to fight off wolves and shit. Do female elephants? What about have female tusks? rams? Female rams gotta have horns, right? Otherwise, you're not a ram. Right? No, ram is a male. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sheep. Females, a sheep. It's, oh no, yeah, kidding! It's rams and ewes. What, I, what did I know? Yeah, know. that's why females. you don't fuck rams. <laughs> that's <what I> <laughs> growing up, both male and female African elephants have tusks, mm. unlike their Asian relatives. Oh. Um, oh no, unlike their Asian relatives, African elephants are not easily domesticated. In incorrect sentence. I only had to click on it here. So, yeah, they both have tusks. You guys hear about these cat dicks that have little knives in them? They all have good knives. Yeah, in them. they they stick in like a barb. That's like they're awful. Fishing. They're fishing for pussy. Yeah. That's Forget cat rude. calls. Have you ever heard cats Getting fucking? Cat fucked. Screaming yeah. Every night. Yeah, it sounds like they're fighting. You hear it every, every night? night. Yeah, I have a lot of feral cats <laughs> in my neighborhood. The gypsies brought them all night. Yeah. Well, that's what happens, man. When you live in a neighborhood where people just let their cats out, yep. and then they they like people like. Let their cats free, especially male cats. Mm-hmm. Most people don't want to get their male cats fixed. It's a pain in the ass. They don't have the money, so just let the little. They got cute around. balls. It's you want to we- look at. It's weird because you could tell that there's a couple of the the cats that are just like they don't have homes. But then there's cats because I live in a nicer neighborhood that are mixed with like Persian cats that have collars. And you're like, it's like gangs of cats though. And at night they just fuck and hang out on your car. Well, you rarely <laughs> see a cat with his balls. Yeah. Yeah. You rarely see a male cat with balls. If you go over people's houses, their cats, their male cats are always neutered. Because if your male cat isn't neutered, he pisses everywhere. Right. They back up and piss on your walls. This is mine. And you can't stop them. Yeah. There you're going to do it. I had a cat do it. I had my feral cat. I don't know if you ever met him. Do you ever meet Jack Dempsey? He's the all black cat. I don't think so. Oh, yeah. Frank killed him. Yes. Yes, I did. Frank Sinatra, the pit bull, yes. killed him. That was awful. Yeah, it was der- He just got cocky one too many times with that dog. <laughs> I, he was I, a f- he was a fierce little cat, but he uh, I had him neutered, but um, it's very rare that you find one that's not neutered. You know that my cat was feral. Like I got him, he was a couple months old, and th- my friend Laney had rescued him, and it was a total disaster. Was, I should have never done it. But when I brought him home, he's pissing everywhere, man. He's picking his ass up and trying to piss on the walls. When I had to bring him to the vet to get him uh, get him neutered, I literally had to throw a bathrobe over him and tackle him in the bathroom. Wow. I trapped him in the bathroom. <laughs> And he was like hissing at me and climbing up the drapes. I'm like, listen, motherfucker, I'm not going to kill you. I love you. Yeah. I'm just here to take you to the vet. If I picked him up, once I pissed, picked him up, he'd start purring, like instantly. <laughs> he'd be like, <laughs> like, he would know that I was okay once I picked him up. But on the way to picking him up, I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> he would fucking scramble up the walls and run from me. It was the nuttiest shit ever. And then I would, when I first um, adopted him, I uh, slept with him in a room for like several days, just me and him in the room. 
I pushed a bed into this room. I had like this uh, spare bedroom. Uh, I pushed uh, I pushed some books in there, and like, I had to keep shutting the door real quick so he couldn't run out. Yeah. I put him in there, put a litter box in there, put some food in there, and just hung out with him. Just so he totally got used to me. And when I'd come near him, even like after he, I picked him up a bunch of times, I'd come near him and <laughs> fucking scatter, run across the walls. And he was a little tiny thing, man. But when I finally would get him, he would... Right. But as long as I kept a hold of him, he was cool. But as soon as I put him down, he would fucking start hissing Those and running away. Strong cat noises, man. Those are good. <laughs> Those are good. That's amazing. You got that down, man. That cat was nuts, man. I had an all black cat when I was a kid. What do you think my mother named this cat? Cunt face. <laughs> Sam no. Sambo. Sambo. Nice parents you got there. Don't react to people fucking and name the cat racist names. <laughs> They're nice people, but those are two fucked up things. That's very fucked up. Yeah. Why Sambo? For people uh, don't know. What is Sambo? I mean Sambo is a reference to a chain of restaurants, I guess a hundred years ago. It's very that Aunt Jemima right. um minstrel show, cartoonish. Um, minstrel, not menstrual, right? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, the racist I thing. I do. Um, but it's very like blackface. Uh, and there was a chain of restaurants called Sambo's. Uh, my mom said there was like a black guy in the Bible named Sambo, but I don't think that's true. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Were your parents Bible thumpers? No. No? No, they, like, they're like Catholic, so they're not really into it. They're just guilted into going every week. Yeah, Catholic is a different kind of religion. Yeah. That's why you'd never see a Catholic suicide bomber. I had this whole bit about it. Because no Catholics believe in it that much. Exactly. They just know they have to go. They're guilted into it. The whole deal. Did you hear about the fucking tiger that's loose in France? <laughs> no. Oh. Yeah. There's a real tiger loose in France. Like someone thought it was a lynx or something like that. And they got a photo of it. And then they realized like, holy shit, this is a tiger. There's a young male tiger wandering around Paris. Jesus Christ, that's romantic. But that's fucking terrifying, isn't Beautiful. it? Yeah. American Werewolf in London? No. American <laughs> Tiger in Paris. Ooh. Did you know this? There's more tigers in Texas than there are in the wild. Didn't know that. You know what I say? Good. I like Texas, and tigers can go fuck themselves. <laughs> that's what I say. I think we got a win-win situation here. I like it. Are there any tigers in Mexico? Like, is it just no. Texas? No. Mexico has jaguars. Gotcha. Tiger on the loose in Paris suburbs. People told to stay inside. Gee, you think? Fucking. Look at that guy. He's dead. They're going to grab the back of his head. <laughs> so Strong. The Disneyland Paris. Strong today. cat noises. Ugh, what a fucking horrible, horrible feeling it must be to just feel that thing biting down the back of your head and know... You'd be so great at reading books to kids, like 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 a, a classroom of kids, like a book about animals. You would blow that shit out of the park. I do. Um, I did read one book on tape once. I don't yeah. remember the book. Was there any but animals I read a story. in it? Story. No, no. It's just you know. I just had to be dramatic. Yeah. It was a little kids book. It was a book for little kids. Okay. I love reading to my kids though. I, I get really. We, we read the Gruffalo. Yeah. Or Cat in the Hat. I'm a bad motherfucker. Uh. Cat in the Hat. <laughs> I do the different voices and shit. Yeah. They love it. They make me read the same books over and over and over again. Kids are weird, man. They want to watch the same shows. My, my daughter has watched Frozen no less than 100 times. 
Like they can, my four-year-old can sing the words. Let it go, let yeah. it go. Yeah. Don't hold me back anymore. They they just want to see the same shit over and over and yeah. over again. They're like Jamie with Interstellar. Right. <laughs> they want to see the same shit over and over. Isn't and over it weird again. that like books are still interesting to kids too? I mean, even, imagination. Yeah. You know? it's, Do you know what these guys are called? No. Bernstein Bears. Bernstein Bears. Or as my mom used to call them, the Sambo Bears. That's uh. Here's a weird thing. These aren't. These are not called the Berenstein Bears. What are they called? The Berenstain Bears. No S T A I N. But for some reason, everybody thinks it's Berenstein, including myself. But it's, uh, huh. yeah. Growing up, we used to always call them the Berenstein Bears. But look at the name. It's stain. Oh no, kidding. Berenstein <laughs> Bears. <laughs> it's huh. so weird. Weird fucking bear family that'll eat your asshole. <laughs> Horrible <laughs> monsters that everybody wants to think are cute. There's a that bear thing is so strange, man. That's the weirdest thing that people have an, an attachment to, because bears are fucking, they don't give a shit about you. No, man. they'll kill you as soon as they meet 100%. you. 100%. And about- the only reason why they're not, like when people run into bears and they're not killing them, it's because they have other food. That's yeah, it. Yeah, they just ate or something? Yeah. Or they have other they have food? Some, they ate a bunch of salmon. They have some berries that they ate. They don't need to eat you. What about panda bears? Are they vicious? Vicious rapists. Okay. Horrible racists. Okay. Pandas are the worst. Koala bears, very, a lot of sexually transmitted disease, chlamydia, like for real. They, Koala one, bears yeah. transmit sexually transmitted disease yeah, they, to each other they, or they, they die, to people? I think to each Where'd other. Where'd you get the clap? <laughs> Koala bear, honey. I never cheat on you with people. It, it was so cute. And then he just starts fucking me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's weird. Koala bears? Yeah, it's the it's killing them though. Like as a, <laughs> it, it really is. It's threatening the like like Why to, is that funny? to take them out. Like, Chlamydia, the STD, threatening an Australian icon. Oh, yeah, God, gotta take animal. them down to Planned Parenthood. <laughs> well, like that gets kind of. Here's the thing, man. We're so funny with what we want to keep around. You know, we mm-hmm. have this idea that we are in charge somehow or another of making sure that animals don't go extinct and like a koala bear needs to stay around. Right. Like, if, does it really? I mean, I don't think we should go kill them all, okay? I don't right. think that. But if they all died because of fucking herpes, yeah, I think maybe we should concentrate on poor people before we concentrate on herpes-ridden koala bears. Yeah, absolutely. That's just me, dude. You're right. I'm crazy sensible when it comes to that shit. You can accidentally get an STD from a koala oh! bear. <laughs> okay. What about, that's what you should have. You should have koala bears in your oh, house, bro. That way you always have a built-in excuse. Yeah. You should... <laughs> You should get you should get a fucking koala bear. It's not what you think, honey. <laughs> Baby, look, I'm gonna show you the article on Google. The it's qual- a PDF file. Your house- it's an EDU address. Your house is just tanning beds and koala bears. <laughs> just so you have an owl. All shit that can give you STDs. <laughs> tanning seats. Has anybody ever really gotten ta- a, a tanning bed d- venereal disease? Uh, Is that real? I have no yeah. idea. I, I know, this is the first I'm hearing of this. Yeah, you can get. Supposedly, you can get herpes uh, from a tanning bed. Oh, but you can also get herpes shit. from a toilet seat. You no, know? you can you. Yeah, my sister used. That must to be own, where I got it from. My sister used to own a tanning bed studio in Boston. Yeah, it's like a business that she started. Right, and she said the problem was girls would masturbate inside of them, and they had to clean it. <laughs> she said it's like sometimes she could smell it. She would go in there, you could smell it. These chicks had just been fucking, <laughs> just fingering themselves while they're in there tanning. I did. I Keep do it, it in your coffee, girls. You beat there. off in the tanning. Oh yeah, because especially since the, he beats the, off everywhere. The girls that work there, they're all pretty hot and tan, mm. and they're all girls that work there. So you you come in <laughs> and you're just like you know she's just right on the other side of this little like little cheap door. So you're just like naked, and you're like, why not? I'm just gonna beat it off. And it's always those hollow, <laughs> shitty doors. Oh yeah, so, like you shut them, clunk. <laughs> yeah. It's all this echo. It's like this 
barely did. Right. You could see anybody through. could just punch their hand through that door. Right. Yeah, you know? it's like the shade design, you know, like the shades, like the window shade design where you could actually see through it. So if you walk past one, you can yeah. see like a second, you could see a woman like laying there or something. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Like you're naked and you're compressed in this thing that puts light on you. Mm-hmm. It comes from metal t- uh, glass tubes. Yeah. Like how weird are people, man? It's- you're lying there and you got little goggles on and shit. But your butthole's just butthole to glass. It's yeah. really, yeah. <laughs> and you get that weird tan spot where you get a little white spot in between your ass cheeks because yeah. your cheeks compress yeah. when you lie there. So like, I would try to like spread my ass cheeks while I was lying there <laughs> to make sure that I, I got some tanning yeah. on that one area. I tuck my dick though in between. So you I tuck your dick. Yeah, I don't want my dick tan for some reason. Your dick never needs a tan, yeah. but it could Ooh. make it look bigger. True. I don't know if it does. Doesn't don't things look bigger when they're white? Isn't that why overweight people like to wear black? Black is slimming. That's oh. why black dicks are so impressive. That's Even though they're dark, they're <laughs> that's, dark. That's where I was huge. going. You're like Jesus but. Christ! Imagine if it was white. Imagine if you had a white dick. It was all white and it was giant. Yeah, like a, a big fucking albino Brock Lesnar style dick. Do you think Brock that would be big fantastic? Dick? Who? I don't think he has little anything. Right. Who? Brock. Giant shits. He's a giant human. What's yeah. he gonna have that's little? Even his little pinky well, nails. You, you always hear that Shaq has a small dick. I don't buy that for a second. I think no Shaq, Shaq has probably got an enormous dick. He's just so big that right. it probably looks normal sized on him. He's seven right. foot fucking tall. Yeah. It's huge. That guy's so big, man. I've I've stood next to him on a bunch of occasions. Shook his hand. Shit. He always comes by and says hi. He's a big UFC fan. And when you put your hand in his, like to, to do that. That bro handshake, mm-hmm. you know this this one. We do like that. It's just a, my hand just disappears. Yeah. it's like I'm shutting my hand in a, in a like in a refrigerator. It's a giant hand. He's an enormous man. His dick's probably it's probably fucking huge. It's probably exactly what it is. It's probably so big that it just probably just looks normal compared to him. Yeah, I mean, look at that. That's, that's yeah. Just... Get the fuck out of here. You tell me wow. that guy's got a little dick. <laughs> I think he's just walking next to his it. dick. Look at that. <laughs> just his dick. Please stop it. How is it possible that guy has a little dick? Can you imagine him? Even if it's her? small for his size, it's ten inches. Can I imagine him fucking her? Brian, you just crossed the line. No, I mean like the the size difference. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> would just murder her. Maybe. Maybe so, she could take it. Some girls just So he ain't working out no more, huh? Is that what that picture's all about? Is that look, Shaq got fat. Well, big dudes like that, that is the reality of life. Yeah. They don't live that long. Mm. They, tall they guys don't either. Young. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's tall, what he is. Yeah. That's what we're saying. Okay. He's sorry. tall. Yeah. Tall guys don't too. Black guys yeah. don't. That's <laughs> oh. not what we're saying. Yeah, that's Look same. at that. It's backwards, and that still makes me freak out. Imagine <laughs> if a girl had a guy like that. You would imagine the girl's just stuffing that guy in her pussy, <laughs> just making him eat her out from the G spot. Just a shack dub. She like only goes out with guys who can hold their breath. How long can you hold your breath? <laughs> uh, I can hold my breath for like three minutes. Show me. Okay. I want you to eat the inside of my pussy for three minutes. Eat the G spot. Well, there's certain animals that ab- absorb the male after they breed. Uh, black widows. Yeah, there's a bunch of a bunch of bugs that kill the male after after they breed. I think females do too. I think praying mantis do, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's a, a bunch of a uh, bunch of bugs that do that. Black widows do that. There's quite a few. There's huh. one ant where they take the male and they bite all of his fucking limbs off. Like the male Ugh. is like bigger. And they take him and they bite all of his legs and wings off and then they bring him to the hive and then they, they make him breed. That's weird that there's a society where like that's all the males are good for. I don't think it's a society. Well, you know what I mean. It's a crazy little ant. That's a group. 
that's the real danger about space, man. Is that like uh, Starship Trooper style? You could land somewhere and there's giant bugs. Like that. That's that's the reality. <laughs> right. Like we're lucky that yeah. bugs are fucking little, man. No kidding. They live with us. I mean, they're in our world. Mm -hmm. I, I I found a, a praying mantis the other day, and I got a video of this. My my daughter found it, and uh, I put it on her hand, and then uh, she was holding it, and they they try to get you and stuff, but they can't get you. They're, they're you know they can get like a bug or a, a hummingbird or something like that, but they really can't get a person. And we put it on this this branch, and just right where we put it, just by total luck. There was a bunch of ants crawling down the branch, and it just starts eating the ants. Wow. Just picking them up and eating them while it's sitting there. And they were going, oh, my God, he's eating the ants. We're like, whoa, this is so cool. And I tried to video it, but it's, it's hard to, like, get that and, you know. But uh, that's going on right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is a reality of life. Now, if that thing was as big as a giraffe, and the ants were the size of pigs, and you opened your window, you looked out there, and you see this fucking <laughs> eating pigs. Yeah. The pigs kicking and trying to get away. We would live in a horrific environment. That's like Starship Troopers. Like, the only difference between that and, you know, and, and our reality is that these bugs are small. Right. But they're bugs, man. Bugs, they have, a, they have no emotions. Yeah, you know, as far as we know, they they live this very alien, almost mechanical life. They're they're like similar to like robots. They're like a little weird robotic alien creature that lives side by side with us. It's just so small. Right. We don't think about it. Isn't it weird? They all like the ants see all their friends getting eaten and they don't react to Nobody it. They just walk right into they it. They walk right into it. Yeah, because they're programmed. They're not. Like, I almost think, like, in the future, way thousands of years, we're going to find out that bugs and stuff are actually completely way more advanced than us. And that, you know, like, like look at hummingbirds. That doesn't look like nature. That looks like a fucking jet fighter. Right. You know, yeah. that, it's, that does not seem like, you know, the same thing as a, a snail. Well, can you imagine if someone could figure out a way to make a military aircraft that can maneuver like a hummingbird? <laughs> like a large military aircraft that goes... <laughs> <laughs> Like what they can do is incredible. The way it's the amazing. way they can move back and forth and all around. I have a hummingbird feeder outside my house, and I have tons of hummingbirds. And if you have the new iPhone that has that slow motion video thing, oh. it is so <laughs> badass, dude. It's really cool, dude. That's dope. Yeah, yeah, they're they're beautiful, man. That's funny. That's one thing I noticed about again. I watched the the Mencio video again last night, and just how bad camera phones yeah. were for oh, uh yeah. for motion picture oh yeah like the, at the end of the video it's like really you know that's a e815 that's yeah. like that's lg old, right uh yeah lg or motorola may have been right before the razor i think it was but it was that one that you flip open and it was like the first camera phone that did video yeah and it was i for thought Verizon. it was one of the ones that you flipped open and it was sideways no 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 it wasn't, wasn't the envy one? it wasn't the envy wow. it was way before the envy this wow. was the first video phone which was on verizon and uh. and I, my battery died when I did the Mencia video because there's, there's like an extra two hours that, that, uh -huh. are, that have never been seen. Yeah. But then my my it, it died. And so then I was like, fuck, what do I do? Oh, my camera phone. So the last part where With Don it's Don Barris yeah. and Steve Renazizi and all that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wow. It's crazy that that was just a short amount of time ago. It Seven was. Seven years. But if we ever landed on another planet and found bugs, like big giant bugs like that, you know what a mind fuck that would be if you landed on some planet and there was enormous dinosaur-sized praying mantises running around. They attacked the drone. Like we land a drone somewhere and it fucking picks up the drone and crushes it, starts sucking the batteries out of it. Or if it had all the same animals and people and stuff but mixed together weird, like humans were like in love with 
ostriches or something like that. <laughs> and you <laughs> or, what about this? What about if species specific mating wasn't necessary that everything fucked everything? Yeah. And so oh, like, wow. you would get hybrids everywhere you looked, like dog hybrids. You could fuck a sheep hybrids. and a ram. You could fuck anything you wanted. And every whenever you fuck something, it would make a combination. Like everybody could get everybody pregnant, including animals could get people pregnant. That would be so much fun, wouldn't it? That'd be so cool. It would be the old comedy. Have no a little koala comedy. bear, you get it'd herpes be, out of it, but it'd be worth it. <laughs> it would be figuring out a way to make a weapon to protect your butthole. Everywhere you, every time you left the house, something would be trying to fuck you and get you pregnant. <laughs> and then you try to tell people about this planet, and all they care about is your fucking t-shirt. Imagine how much. <laughs> Imagine how much more sensitive we'd all be to each other if we could all get pregnant. If it was universal, if everybody got pregnant, I wouldn't trust anybody. Like if there was no disparity, <laughs> think about I would it this never way. sleep. Think about the, how much like disparity there is in like physical strength and ability. Like we were looking at Shaquille O'Neal and his wife. Yeah. Obviously, he's just so much bigger and stronger than her, right? But what if everybody was the exact same size? Like all people are the exact same size, and everybody could get everybody pregnant. Now you're talking. What What would the reality of this world be? Would there be more people or less people? Well, we uh, it, it depend on our urges, right? If we have the same urges, it'd probably be the same amount of people. We just figure out a way to deal with the fact that we're just going to fuck each other. Yeah, I think it would be relatively the same amount of people because most I'd say most children come from uh, a mutual relationship. Well, just think about how many people back in the Roman days, how many men went gay because they were just off on campaign together and they're butt-fucking these musky, unshaven, <laughs> shit-smeared yeah. assholes of sword murderers. No baby should be born that way. Yeah, I mean, this is... That's not a love child. Do you child. think that's the reason why they went gay? Because uh, back then, they didn't have anything to clean their pussies, and they just smelled really, really bad. Like, How imagine? could their pussy smell worse than a dude's asshole? Unless you're shitting out of your pussy. Because uh, you can wipe the outside of your butthole out, but you, like, there's like shit dying in those pussies. Some, I think some of them probably smelled great. I bet people, you know, like people are not supposed to be like washing with soap. You know, they say right. that. They say that like when you wash with like one of the things a big mistake people make when they do jujitsu, don't take a shower right before you go to class. Right, you actually shouldn't. You should like limit your showering to about two hours before class because when you shower, it takes about a half an hour supposedly from the stuff I've read. Obviously, I'm no expert for your body's natural flora to start to replenish itself. So if you go and get scratched or you do something where you're going to be in physical contact with someone uh, and you take a shower first, you have a higher likelihood of you not having the skin flora to fight off any potential weird shit. That's interesting because I yeah. always shave after a shower. We could do and, that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's different. We're talking about jujitsu. Oh, my bad. It's not the same as shaving. I thought we were how? talking about like an injury. What are you doing when you're shaving? I always cut myself. I'm sorry. I guess no, I missed your I don't point. Mean in, 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 uh, no, jujitsu, you get staph infections and oh, okay. you get funk gotcha. from the ground. So I think the point being that a woman's natural flora, like the natural bacteria in her body, that's why one of the reasons why women supposedly are more susceptible to yeast infections when they take antibiotics. Because antibiotics kills all the ba bacteria, the good stuff too. And so they can get that pussy phone. <laughs> and there's a smell. And this is not any woman's fault. Okay, this is just unfortunate. But there's a smell that is capable of coming out of a vagina that until you smell it, you can't believe it. And when you do smell it, you go, how is this possible? How is it possible that the human body, what is, what is the human body saying? Well, it's trying to warn you. 
is trying to say, this is not good. Right. Don't go down there. Yeah. Well, how come, if that's the case, why doesn't herpes smell? I don't know. It should. How come yeast infections smell? But why doesn't venereal de- Why doesn't a person smell like AIDS? Like you I go don't know. Him, you're like, and how can dogs sometimes sp- smell cancer? That's crazy. Well, they, they train them to smell cancer. Did you hear th- about this guy that recently lost his hearing and he can now only hear like Wi-Fi signals wherever he goes? Get he can the hear fuck the, out like, of here. Like he's almost deaf, but it's driving him crazy because he can only hear Wi-Fi signals. Whoa. Yeah. That sounds like hell on earth. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, they say that bees can hear cell phone signals. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is that where they're dying off? There's that, and there's also pesticides like... Um, They've having a, a bunch of bees died off really recently, like millions of bees, and it coincided with the production of some genetically modified crop that resists pesticides. It was a real recent story. I'll, I'll pull it up. Signals. That's why yeah. bees have been gossipy lately. <laughs> yeah. And bees, bees going extinct is a way bigger problem than, say, koala bears going extinct, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Bees are really, really a big issue. When, when bees die, it's not good at all trying to find the most recent shit it's uh it's a very recent story have you ever met a guy that collected butterflies no <laughs> like <laughs> like with the pins and the boxes I, i've just seen that like in movies and shit but i've never seen anyone actually do it yeah man who can hear wi-fi wherever he walks there's insecticides that they're blaming on killing off bees i think apparently the the wi-fi signals and the um any like radio signals and cell phone signals, they all have the potential to disrupt the natural communication methods that a lot of insects use. Mm-hmm. And bees especially are sort of susceptible to uh, cell phone signals. It fucks with them. Hmm. Yeah. Millions of bees dead. I got to find this. Bees dead. Because um, they were trying to figure out what it was. Why did 37 mil- million bees fall out of the air? 37 million, man. That's pretty crazy. And um, they're, they're trying to put it together, but some people, of course, are connecting it with genetically modified corn. It says the shock incident came just weeks after genetically modified corn was planted in Ontario. According to the local honey gatherers, beekeeper Dave Schultz lost about 37 million bees, which is around 600 hives. Whoa. Urbanhomesteadhoney.com is where he... Uh, he did this interview. He said, once the corn started to get planted, our bees died by the millions. The collapse in the local honeybee population has called wi- caused widespread concern with many pointing to pesticides as the cause in the cl- decline of colonies. Yeah, supposedly they were making a comeback, though. It's like some recent reports, like this one says, after decline, honey bears are appear to make a comeback. Honey bees, honey not honey bees. bears. <laughs> hey, boo-boo. Ah, boo-boo. Ooh, baskets. baskets. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. You know, it's like when people fuck with nature like that and you start messing around adding pesticides and pesticide resistant plants and you start fucking with what that plant is and then these bees start dying. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm all for, I'm all for people trying to improve things, but that this, this seems like a complete disaster if that's what it actually turns out to be doing it. That's scary shit too, man. That someone could just invent something like that. Thirty-seven million bees can die like instantly. Yeah, that we're capable of doing that. Yeah, we just—it's just total unintended consequence of creating this pesticide-resistant plant. You plant it, and then just everything dies. Deer start fucking stiff-legging in the middle of the street. 
Yeah, and you don't even birds know. Birds fall from the sky. You don't even really know how it happened. Yeah, because birds eat the insects, and insects eat the pesticides, and all of the shit just comes together, and then mm-hmm. you get cancer from eating the birds. And Yeah. You're promoting pseudoscience, man. <laughs> Why don't you just stand out as anti-vaccine, man? You're anti-science. I think it's actually, there's science in 37 million bees dying right after genetically modified corn yeah. is being planted. I think there's probably like science to be had there. I think so. <laughs> I feel like I think if th- you I think studied it. it and you analyzed the data, just the idea of being a bee is pretty fucking trippy. <laughs> Living with a bunch of other assholes yeah. and making this weird fucking geometric pattern with little cubicles yeah. and everybody lives in these cubicles. They all know how to do it. They all no no bees come along where they forget the old ways. They right. don't know how to make hives. Every year they figure out how to make hives. And then that queen cunt, she goes around stabbing all the female babies. The queen bee is the only one that doesn't have uh, a retractable removable thorn. Okay. Her her little fucking pincher, her little her little pussy nail that she has down there, <laughs> her stinger doesn't her doesn't dick. go out. She can sting yeah. you all day. Right. And the reason why is so that she can murder female babies. So she goes near the hive, sniffs out when she smells a female one in there, she fucking stabs the shit out of it. Ugh, ugh, ugh. She's stabbing babies. So she doesn't get they can be born. So she doesn't get overthrown by a female. Exactly, because there can be only one. It's like Highlander. <laughs> this bitch goes around with her sword pussy and just starts stabbing little little baby females in their box before they even get hatched. And they spend their whole lives just making honey, huh? And they could be the size of horses. It's more humane what? that way. Imagine. Oh fuck that! Imagine if they were like elephants. <laughs> Big cunty flying elephants that sting babies. Would we, would we still be so kind if they gave us honey? No, fuck honey. We'd be At that point. Sending fighter jets after those bitches. Yeah. <laughs> USA. Imagine what a bee could do to a fighter jet, though. Probably just grab it and rip it apart. Oh, yeah. If a bee was the size of an elephant, they'd probably just throw jets out of the sky. Just grab, bitch. Stick a stinger right through it. Take you to a volcano. We'd, we'd see fucking live video of the p- pilot screaming <laughs> as the bees flew him over the volcano and dropped him in. <laughs> no, no! I hope we never get to this point. <laughs> I really do. What do you think we would do if, if insects started getting bigger? If they just kept getting bigger and you know how like every year it gets like a little warmer? Supposedly? Well, first I'd panic. And then I'd not know what the fuck to do. <laughs> how long would it take before we, we would act? If bees started getting like that big. If bees started getting that big. And if kids, kids, uh, what I'm holding up is a coffee stir that's probably about, what was that, about four inches? Five inches, yeah. Four or five inches. Imagine if they're like, okay, let's go six. Imagine if there's six inch bees. Would we still tolerate that? No. No. No fucking start way. Eating them. Would find a way to cook them. They'd be like little lobsters. Yeah. What if they were Deep delicious? Oh, I bet they're great. What if they're like soft shell crabs? Then I'm eating them. Yeah, Problem solved. Good. Uh, well, they're edible. I know that. Put some old bay on that shit. I'm pretty sure we made people eat bees. Yeah, that's a big. I know we did actually. Bee. Yeah, that. Well, that's a um, Asian hornet. Th- that's a hornet. Yeah. Well, they kill uh, bees. We've actually showed that video before and it also got us pulled from youtube <laughs> when did it's, you start getting pulled from youtube like crazy man people have copyrights on all these videos especially nature videos yeah which we being the retards that we are watch a lot of <laughs> and uh when they have those and they put those on uh youtube they own the video so if you play it in even if it's fair use you play it and do commentary on it and even tell people to go to see it on youtube they still 
have a copyright call on you and they, they pull your video down. But it's not, it's not like you're doing anything illegal. It is actually fair use. Look at the image of that thing. Jesus Fuck Christ. You. Okay, that's probably like three inches long, right? That's a yeah. big yeah. goddamn bug. Two, yeah. three, about three Two, inches long. Three. It's half that guy's hand. Right? Yeah. About three yeah. inches? Just so I know what size my dick is. Guys? <laughs> oh. Guys? Hey, now. That's about three inches. That's a fucked up bug. But if they were like a foot long, we would have to start taking them out. We wouldn't tolerate it. If they were killing babies and shit. If they were bird-sized, pigeon-sized, it'd be war against the bees. Fuck honey. Fuck any repercussions. What size are those fucks? Oh, we're already there, dude. What are those things? What are they called? Uh, Oh, We're looking at bees that are like cell phones. Those are like cell phone-sized <laughs> okay. bees. That's a StarTac. It's a Motorola StarTac. It's a... Asian giant hornet. Asian giant hornet. Fuck, Fuck Asia. Fuck that. No wonder they're Fuck, jumping off buildings out there. Fuck bugs in Asia. That's bullshit. Jesus Christ, this hornet will be the last thing oh! you see before you die. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Oh my God. And that easily could, you know, sting the shit out of you and ruin your week. Yeah. Sting you right in your dick hole. Climbs on your dick and stings you inside your hole. You wake up screaming, and the, the, the you can't get the stinger out because as the the hornet dies, it pulls out, and you like you see the stinger. It's in there, but the tweezers are too big, and you're yeah. like, "Fuck, can't get it in." But you still take a picture of it because your dick is swollen because it makes it look bigger. It, it makes it look bigger. Got attacked by giant hornets. Whoa! Fuck that. And they ate holes through his arm. Yeah. What? I'm never going outside. What again. is that from the venom? I think it's from being stung. Yeah, but go to the uh, the actual page itself and see if that's like if the venom erodes your skin tissue or something. Like bullet holes. Nature's scary as fuck, dude. When I was up in um, yeah. Canada this week, is that what it is? The, it er- the stink can dissolve human tissue. <laughs> <laughs> We're all doomed. <laughs> that's so not cool. The more we learn, the more scared I am dude, about go the to, outside world. Go to my Instagram and uh, check out and the like picture it. of the cow... The um, <clears throat> calf, rather, the moose calf that uh, got torn apart by wolves that we found when we were in uh, British Columbia. We were up in British Columbia, and there's a lot of wolves up there. A yeah. lot. Of, look at this. Holy shit. Yeah. We came upon that. It was only like a day or so old because there was still meat on the bones, and there was still like like the tissue, like the, the, the meat, the tissue around the legs that was still there. Like wasn't rotten at all. So it was a pretty pretty recent kill. And there's hair, all that white stuff that you see on the yeah. ground, that's all hair. Jeez. All that stuff that you see that looks like feathers, wow. that's all moose hair. And they, uh, the wolves had drawn a calf. And calves are huge. Right. A, wolf, like, um, um, a moose calf is like the size of a big deer. Mm-hmm. Like they're really big. And they had just torn this thing apart. And we, we came upon it, whatever, a day, two days after they did it. Yeah. And we, we came upon it because uh, the guy, Mike, that was the, um, the guy that we were with, he saw crows flying overhead. So he's like, let's, uh, let's go fi- find out what these guys are eating. Right. And we could smell it as we got closer. Yeah. But it's just so eerie to be right there where you know that some wolves were like howling and ripping apart this thing. Well, it was still alive. The, oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. Well, just these, the horror of all that shit. This guy who was there said that, this guy, Mike, said that his friend had found a moose that had lived for three days while wolves were eating its ass end. Jesus it somehow Christ. stayed alive and in shock. And when they came upon, the, it happened, it took three days. And they, they were there when it first started, and they didn't step in, they didn't intervene. And the wolves, like, continue, and they came back, 
like yeah. two and a half days later this fucking moose was still alive Fuck in that. shock while the wolves were like eating its legs and its ass end because if they eat it slowly like it just goes into shock and it didn't die like he has no idea how it stayed alive but it was alive for three fucking days before they finally killed it no, so they were you. just feeding off of it while it was still alive and oftentimes they eat it from the ass first for whatever reason, they, they have a natural instinct to take out the back legs because they hamstring you. When they take out the back legs, you can't run away. Yeah. And then they just start eating you. And so there's this, there's this crazy video of these two deer that had got into a fight. They were like clashing uh, antlers together. And when they clashed antlers together, they got stuck. Sometimes this happens. Deer get stuck and they can't they can't get away. And they're like, they're moving around. Their antlers are so interlocked. They literally, they're pulling apart and they can't. So the coyotes ate one of them while the other one was still alive. <laughs> and so there's this video of these two deer stuck together and one of the deer is dead. And these hunters had found it and it ate it asshole first. Jeez. So these, this pack of coyotes got a hold of the one deer, was eating it asshole first, while the other deer was like moving and flipping and attached to the rest of the carcass Jesus. of this deer. So they finally went over and they separated the two of them and then the one deer, they let them go. And then, you know, they took photos and video right. of the deer that it was all fucked up. But it had literally eaten it asshole first. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, the other deer is alive. Yeah. While this is happening. Yeah. Fuck, man. Nature is a scary, scary There's a bunch bitch. of coyotes in Griffith Park. Fuck yeah, there are. I see them running around all the time. They, they, they go guy. in the neighborhoods and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, as long as they have food, you're okay. Right. But as soon as they run out of rabbits and squirrels and shit yeah. to kill, and cats and dogs, right? then they start going into the suburbs. They start looking around for other shit. Yeah. They eat berries, too, sometimes. You'll come across, like, coyote shit that's filled with berries, which I, was, I thought was weird. I didn't know that coyotes weren't totally carnivores. Yeah. I, know, I never heard that until just now. Do you think you could eat a coyote if you had to stay alive? If I had to. Sounds like a lot of work, though, and I don't know if I really know how to do it. Do I have a knife? <laughs> how to kill it you mean do i have a knife and do i have fire okay oh killing is one thing yeah you have fire and yes you have a knife because you have to gut it okay then yeah i could do it you don't want to cook it with the guts intact right yeah you no know, i mean you gotta take you gotta gut it you gotta skin it you gotta cook it that's the world of nature man and then you gotta eat it and then you're you know then you gotta do it again tomorrow the full charge have you ever thought about going hunting um, I went hunting one time. I shot a bird. What kind so, of bird? I don't know. Did you eat it? Carbon. No, no, it was terrible. It was a terrible thing to do. And I felt horrible <laughs> and I moved on with my life. It was a shotgun. The bird had no chance whatsoever. That's a one weird thing. <laughs> like people say, why don't you make it fair? You can't, you can't make it fair, dude. Yeah. A beaver will kill you if you try to make it fair. Right. Beaver will fuck you up, man. Right. Like, you can't use your hands and you have to, like, get on the ground and try to bite it. Yeah, they, fuck that. The beaver will win. They eat trees with their face. Yeah. How are you going to kick a beaver's ass? No, you got to use a weapon. Yeah. You're not going to win. There's no fair. Like, nothing's fucking, fair. We should have fucking shotguns for this shit. People want to, like, that, that's one thing that people want to say. Like, why don't you make it fair? Like, to make it fair, there would have to be, like, a 50-50 proposition that you would die and that the animal would kill you. Yeah. 50-50, the animal would die. 50-50, you would die. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Why the would you animal's going to win. Why would you do that? Yeah. That seems so stupid. That seems like such a... That's like d distorting what's going on. Because are we ultimate fighting with animals or are we eating them? Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> we, We're eating them. I mean, do we have animal weight classes? Like, you know, 
like we have to find out like what we, like I will fuck up a twenty pound house cat if I get a hold of it. I mean, it'll probably <laughs> scratch me up. But the bottom oh, line yeah. is, if I can get a hold of it and get its back legs, just bash its head on the ground. Yeah, that's easy. I'm gonna kill that cat. Yeah, most likely with yeah. my hands. Yeah. But a thirty pound cat, yeah, it might fuck me up. Mm-hmm. A forty pound cat, I'm gonna be really scared. A fifty pound cat will probably kill me. Yeah, fifty pound cat will most likely kill me. So you'd have to like for for fairness sake, you'd have to have like a thirty five pound cat fight. Right. Or a normal person. Dude, trust me. When I tell you that I was scared of this kitten that I had, <laughs> my feral feral kitten. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, man, when, when the shit goes down and cats are fighting for their lives, a 35-pound cat will give you a beating. Well, look at that reporter, that they famous video, the reporter, and the, the cat going up yeah. the, the reporter's leg. And oh, dude, they'll fuck you up, man. They live in a totally different world of movement. They live in a world of superhuman athleticism. Yeah. You know, a 35-pound cat is a formidable... A 35-pound pit bull is a dangerous little dog. You versus a kangaroo fighting in, oh, the, in kangaroo the ring. Kangaroo kick my ass. Kangaroo would kick my ass. The, the only way I'd be able to beat a kangaroo is if it didn't understand not to give up its back. I mean, if there's somehow or another that I could scramble with the kangaroo. Like, it would try to kick me, and I would know it's going to try to kick me, so I'd get out of the way and arm drag it. I'd have to arm drag it, and i have to take its back. Okay, no jujitsu, only uh, kickboxing. I would lose. Most likely. Didn't Woody Allen box a kangaroo? No. Woody yeah. Allen is a tiny man who plays <laughs> no, jazz. No, he did. He did. And diddles children. No, he allegedly. boxed a kangaroo in like the 60s on The Tonight Show or something. Come on. I'm serious. Brian, can I get some help yeah, over yeah, here? Let's look it up real quick. Um, remember the the old Looney Tune kangaroo was always a boxer. The the boxing gloves. Oh. Well, they definitely have kangaroo boxing. Yeah, I mean I've seen that. I've seen videos of that. Oh, Woody Allen boxing a uh, kangaroo. God, how did he, how did he not get hurt? Are you gonna oh, play this? God. It's gonna get us pulled. I don't know. Can, you think? It's well, nineteen sixty six. Let's find out. <laughs> Tonight on Hippodrome, you're gonna watch me fight the Australian light heavyweight champion. It's like a buck twenty. Oh my god, it really is a kangaroo. It's boxing. This is so funny. If you try to do this today, if you try to do this today, people would say that this is like animal cruelty. I'm gonna go blog about this right now. Look at him moving around. Wow, I can't believe this is real. That that fucking kangaroo's gonna jack him, man. Yeah. He actually moves pretty goddamn good. Yeah, he does, doesn't Did he? Did Woody Allen box before? They say he was a good athlete. I'm telling you, man, he's moving pretty good. That's not a guy. Oh, oh yeah. See that? Kicked him. Wow. And the guy's pushing him into it. That's Who's just the fucking guy. Oh, that's fucked up. That's Who's just good writing right I there. I would punch that guy behind him. Right <laughs> that's Hugh Grant. <laughs> oh, he's got him in a choke. Holy shit. See, right there, that, that kangaroo's dead. Because if he does that shit to me, I'm taking his back. I guarantee you that kangaroo has zero choke defense. You need to update this bit, Joe. Dude, he's moving well. Yeah, just to kick. You're only allowed to kick and box a kangaroo. Because no. I bet if you start kicking a kangaroo. You don't want to kick him. You don't want to kick him. Oh, oh, see? See that? See that? That's shit. what I'm saying. He can hurt you, man. They hurt you. Oh, God, see, and baby that. Jesus. Look at that. They grab you and they <laughs> kick you. <laughs> Spit on the ground. Whoa, keep it going, man. I want to see. I right, fuck that kangaroo up right there. That's a dead kangaroo right there. If I get that position, I'm throwing the hooks in. I'm riding his back. He's not gonna know what's up. <laughs> I'll choke the shit out of a kangaroo. Well, you're better than Woody. I changed my point. Yeah, I changed you my know? position. If I was that guy in the suit, I'm killing that kangaroo with my hands. 
That's just how it's going down. What can you do? But I would never be in that position. I would never fucking box. I think it's cruel as shit, man. Isn't that funny? He's such like known as such an intellectual comedian. That Woody is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then Dude. he just and then he just fights a kangaroo as a bit. It's not his idea, obviously. It, it might have been. Uh-huh. He was young. It seems like Full fun. Piss and vinegar. It seems like fun. Dude, seems terrifying. Hurt you. Woody Allen moves pretty good. I'm pretty impressed. I bet he boxed. I really do. Uh, he's definitely into boxing. Is there something the way he moved? He's always talking about fights and yeah. going to fights. He didn't move like a, a like. There's some guys that go to like boxer size. Like Brian Callen goes to this place, Box and Burn, mm-hmm. and you get a lot of these executives that have never boxed a day in their life. And they're in there like throwing these, these <laughs> like ridiculously uncoordinated punches, and it's, it's it's comical to watch. Right. But that that was not that. Like the way he was moving. Yeah, he looked like he knew what he was doing. Would you fight Woody Allen today? Ah uh, yes, for a lot of money or whatever. How much would you? How much? <laughs> I mean, would it's a it good cost? publicity stunt, yeah, right? You think so? To fight Woody Allen? What if you fucked him up? I, I'd back off. There'd be a ref. You'd back off if you had him rocked. If I fuck, we're talking about like a boxing match, right? Whatever you want to do. How do you want to do it? You could do a tongue post well, style with funny... broken glass and rope. Like <laughs> no, I would. Jean Claude Van Damme. I would want referees. I wanted to be like a civil fight. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to beat up Woody Allen too bad, but. Like you're saying, he looked like he knew what he was doing, and I don't know what I'm doing, so who knows? But I think I could take him. But he's older now. I think frail. I could take him, yeah. And plus, all the public shame that he's experienced, probably yeah. fuck with his psyche. Probably yeah. feel like he doesn't deserve to win. I would fight him for money, but I wouldn't want to hurt him. I like him. Oh, that's sweet. Do you still yeah. like him, even though you know he's kind of a creeper? Uh, that really creeps me out, actually. But I still kind of like his, uh, his movies and stuff. Yeah, isn't that a weird thing with a guy like Woody Allen? It's like, you know, you gotta, you still like Roman Polanski, people still support him, yeah. you know, as an artist, but then you find out he drugged and fucked a 13 year old. No, it's ass. horrible. Like, what? Rosemary's Baby wasn't that good <laughs> that I'm fucking sticking up for Roman Polanski, but, but Woody, I don't know, I have a greater connection to, but I'm also completely grossed out by the idea. It's basically his stepkid that he raised. Yeah. And I think that's very strange. Well, there's an image of her sitting on his lap. As like a father figure going to a basketball game, and then an image later, many years later, where he's holding her hand as a boyfriend and girlfriend at, at a basketball game. I think that's really mani- manipulative. Oh, 100%. But that's know. why I want to fight him. He's got it. There's a great um, comedy album that I downloaded accidentally that I thought was. Uh, I don't have that phone anymore, so I don't have it on me here. But there was a great comedy album that I downloaded that I thought was um, Woody Allen doing stand-up. Yeah. But it turned out to be Woody Allen giving an interview mm-hmm. about stand-up. So it was like Woody Allen on stand-up, I think yeah. it's called. And uh, it's really interesting, man, because it sort of applies to stand-up today. Yeah. Like a lot of the ideas and the principles and like he's talking about performers versus writers and what's good and what's not good. And it was really interesting, man. It was good, man. When, yeah. I, when I first started doing stand-up, somebody had like oh. an open mic at the Coconut Teaser handed me a tape. I had one side was Bill Hicks' Dangerous, and the other side was some Woody Allen stand-up record. Yeah. And it was a pretty good fucking tape that somebody handed me. Yeah, yeah. It was not bad, man. I think this one this one audio thing, Woody Allen on stand-up, uh, this one audio thing really should be something that people should uh, should play. Like uh, comics should play and listen to because just to get a historical perspective of what it was like to be kind of, you know, at the forefront. I mean, if you think about like, you're you're talking about the early 60s. Yeah. You know, it was before it was the, you know, people talk about stand up in the 70s and was like when when it got uh, crystallized as what stand up is today. Mm hmm. 
but but those guys in the 60s like Woody Allen he tells jokes man it's pretty similar to what happens now go to Woody Allen stand up 65 rare it's on YouTube it's uh he was in England filming <laughs> what you got what was that? it's more kangaroo it's like there was like, MMA fight there was movies <laughs> Whoa, that kangaroo scratching that guy yeah. up man there was mo- oh this is real yeah <laughs> Is this real? It's like a movie about a guy fighting. Yeah, it's a movie. Oh. That's that oh, fan. breaks his legs. Kicking him in the legs. Oh, Jesus. This is a terrible movie. Kick him in the chest. That's there was a lot of... There was, oh, look at that. There was a lot of kangaroo boxing movies, I feel like, came out in the 80s. It was big in the 80s. Whoa, that, bo- that kangaroo is mean. <laughs> you get just this, can't reason with a kangaroo. terrible... You know? <laughs> Terrible fucking they don't movie listen. off the screen. If that gets us kicked off YouTube, I'm gonna be so pissed at you. What's the video you want me to look at? Oh, uh, Woody, Woody Allen stand up, 65 <laughs> it's, it's, rare. It's a more subtle form of comedy. This Woody Allen, but uh, it'll do. It's really good though. It's really good to see uh, like what comedy was in 1965. You know, to see like this guy who was known more of like as a filmmaker and played a little bit. And when I was younger. I used to hang out a lot at the museum in search of a meaningful social relationship of some. I used to look for girls at the museum. <laughs> we played this before, and didn't I we? I saw on the wall once a nude by what? Rubens, but a real succulent nude. Uh, a naked huntress stabbing to death a warthog. And I got very emotionally involved with the painting, you know. And Two gods had to restrain me. <laughs> Tried to lick some of the oil off the canvas. Okay. It's one of those things where, like, when you, you know his history now, it's kind of weird watching yeah. him talk about sex and perversion and giving into indulgence and ideas. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he seems obsessed with sex. A little uh, bit. Yeah. Just a little and, bit. And uh, it's also interesting, though, to see, like, just how physical he was. Yeah. It's not over the top, but he's doing, like, yeah. these tricks that he's obviously learned to make people t- pay attention. Yeah, he's moving around a yeah. lot. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Dance moves. He's got some dance moves. <laughs> and he used to do, like, Cafe Wa, and uh, he used to do, like, those folk scene mics. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. What's be ca- like, what is like, Cafe Wa? It's like where Hendrix and Dylan and everybody played in the village. Really? They'd all would share the stage. Joan Rivers was there. Bob Dylan was there. It was nuts, <sighs> man. All of them. It was like this one venue where like people tried out more artistic things. Wow. Yeah. That's got to be really bizarre, man. To do stand-up intermi- intermixed with all these other... Yeah. Because, yeah, stand-up wasn't... I don't think there used to be shows where you go see a whole stand-up show back in the day. It was just part of the show. That's yeah. why in Annie Hall, Woody Allen goes, well, I don't want to go on after a comedian. You know, why you have to be going on after a comedian? <laughs> right, Like, right, that wasn't right. done back in the day. It was yeah. more of a variety show thing. Magicians. And, yeah. And jugglers. Pet tricks. And, yeah, and musicians. Yeah. It just makes you realize, like, how young stand-up comedy really is. Oh, it's way art young. Form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All are all, all forms of human expression. Think about, like, films. Films have only been around for 100 or so years. You know, books. Books, literature has only been around for, what, a 1,000 years or something like that? Yeah. People have been writing things down. I mean, there's obviously written language from way, way, way back in the day, like the cuneiform tablets and shit from, like, 6,000 years ago. But, like, how long has it been where people have, like, acknowledge that what they're writing is bullshit like this is fiction <laughs> i'm making this up i want you to like i'm telling you a story that i totally made up how long has that been not that long right not long i, I don't know obviously a long time 
for like a human life sure but not that long in terms of perspective of the the age of the human being or the right. age of the earth so all this is like super new super new and one of the newest is stand-up and one of the newest of the newest is memes yeah like jokes in meme yeah. form jokes in meme form are less than a decade old right yeah Bill cosby meme yeah <laughs> right <laughs> that like you've seen, yeah. you saw the bill cosby thing right uh, the the story, yeah. The Bill Cosby meme thing. No, I haven't seen it. Oh, you don't know what happened? <laughs> no, I don't know. One of the greatest moments in internet history happened. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bill Cosby. Okay, you yeah. know the story about uh, Bill Cosby being accused yeah. of sexual assault and rape and all this jazz. Yeah. He put a meme generator on his own website that said, "Go ahead, meme me." Yeah. And the first picture is him saying, "Happy Monday," you know, like this. And then just it was a rape fest. Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> Everything yeah. was rape this and roofies that and you know and jello pudding and roofies and jello pudding and rape and uh, fucking crazy <laughs> idea. The, the ones yeah. they, the examples were my favorite because they're like, look, you can make memes like this, like, hey, nice hat, and it just yeah. shows like a Bill Cosby holding his hat, yeah. and then you see like the ones that the people made. It was like, hey, this hat is your dad, and I'm gonna rape your mom or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> right, like right, right. It went from zero to rape in about eight seconds. Well, what's interesting is there's a, the conspiracy is. That anybody who's smart enough to construct a website is going to be like in tune with the internet. Yeah. And anybody who's working for him and is making websites, that fucking person. Ha I don't want to throw this person under the bus, but that person has to know what the fuck is going to happen. If right. you're in tune to the internet, you put a meme generator up after the Hannibal Burris video comes out, and after all these people are talking about it, you got to know that they're going to meme some awful dark sure. shit. Yeah, this is the internet. People do all kinds of vicious things. Especially, and funny things, too. Yeah, and funny and vicious at the same time, especially when they get the green light. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you're a drugging rapist, all bets are <laughs> off, right? Yeah. But it's Cosby. Yeah. It's Cosby. It's crazy. Yeah, this is a weird, almost epilogue. I don't want to say his career's yeah. over, but it it's a weird... He's had such a long career. This is a weird thing to be happening at the last minute. It's yeah. you know? Not just the last minute of his career, the last minute of his life. Yeah. And if it was only like dementia and he was doing things recently and you could attribute it to like well there's something wrong with him but then these people are coming out with these stories that he's been doing this since the 70s yeah and as late as 2004 so after the cosby show Whew. damn damn right Theo. what is it man that goes on in a person's brain that makes them completely disconnect from humanity that makes them just be able uh, to fame can get you there can it fame and money do you think that's it? That's all it takes? No, you're drugging women and raping them? No, but I think it can ha help you feel like you're above the law. Or you're entitled? Yeah, I think it can. But I don't know for sure. Rich privilege. Yeah. Is that black, what it is? Black privilege. No, you can't. <laughs> black, can't say that. Black gypsy privilege. No, you can't say that. You can't say any of those things you just said. <laughs> Can't yeah. being famous kind of make you go a little crazy, too? Famous definitely can make you go crazy, and famous can definitely make you think like you're different from other people, especially if you get fame when you're young, I think. Mm -hmm. And then you live like all throughout your puberty and, and you know adulthood. You're, you're, everywhere you go, people are kissing your ass. Your idea of how you interact with people is you will li literally think of yourself as being right. like royalty or something. Right. Can't there be a lot of suppressed anger with someone like Bill Cosby, too? I mean, he, he had to... Um, be a very like friendly black entertainer for like a lot of white audiences. Even though probably a lot of the venues he was playing, they wouldn't even let him in the dressing room and shit. Like there could be a lot of suppressed anger from s someone that had to go through something like that. That's possible, but I mean, 
since the, the 1980s. Yeah. On, yeah. It's like, you got to feel like that's a long time to harbor a grudge. You yeah. Know? But, you know, 34, 35 years of you know, like undeniable success. Yeah. I mean, how many years has he been super successful for? Oh, I'd say since at least the 70s, probably the 60s. Yeah. I mean, you know, and all throughout the 80s when I was a kid, we played that Noah's Ark thing, like Noah and talking to God. We played that when I was a little kid. Yeah. You know, Noah. What you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah. God, right? <laughs> like that was that was a great bit, man. Yeah, that was a great bit, and we played that on a record, you know, yeah. like a fucking album. And we'd sit there with the headphones on and listen to that. Yeah, that guy just doesn't seem right that that guy was the rapist. Like that's like the sweaters alone are enough to make you think. But you that's know, not a rapist. You know, one thing that kind of leans me in that direction, besides all the obvious is that he's always into like people being clean and always into like yelling at comics for using dirty words yeah. and suppressing. Do you remember like the whole Eddie Murphy thing? Yeah. I called up Richard. Richard yeah. said, have a coconut smile and shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. You know, did the, did the audience laugh? Did you get paid? <laughs> Tell Bill to have a coconut smile and shut the fuck up. Yeah. I mean, that was, Richard Pryor giving Eddie Murphy advice, which apparently was a real conversation. That Next time he calls, tell him I said, suck my dick. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you got to think, like, if a comic called you, yeah. you know, like, say if, like, Jerry Seinfeld called you up yeah. and said, listen, you're very funny, yeah. but what you're doing is wrong. Uh-huh. You know, you're out, see you out there on stage and... Tell, talking about your dick. Right. Stop doing it. Yeah. You're making white America look bad. Right. Can you imagine if someone came up to you and was like, I can't imagine. You? And I think I think Eddie was like kind of confused now that you're doing this to me. Yeah. He was like, Is is he right? I don't know if he's right or not. Let me call Richard. You, you know? need to stop swearing. Meanwhile, Eddie Murphy back then was a murderer. So funny. Like during Delirious, when he would go on stage with that fucking leather suit on and shit. And oh my God. So funny, man. He was like the original arena comic. Yeah. You know, he was slaying back then. Yeah. And to get a call from Bill Cosby telling you to stop being dirty. I think there's a little jealousy in there. And I think there's a little bit of, oh, things are changing. I better try to slow them down. On or, Bill's part. Or he had this idea in his head that was just immobile. You know, yeah. it's like dirty's bad and eat. I mean, there's so many people that still think that. Like, you know, yeah. that it's an easy way out or something. You know, it's like it's like saying rock and, mu rock and roll music is not, it's not the way to go. You know, all that drums and heavy bass and yeah. you go, classical music is where it's at. Yeah. No. No, classical music is just classical music. Dirty comedy is just comedy. It's just yeah. like there's this kind of comedy and there's that kind of comedy. There's there's comedy that's squeaky clean but fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like Hedberg, right. Mitch Hedberg, squeaky clean. Almost all of his jokes were clean, yeah. but still unbelievably fucking hilarious. Yeah. Oh, so funny. And then there's Joey Diaz, who's yeah. never done a clean set ever <laughs> in his life, and he makes me laugh harder than any person Not that's ever walked set. the face of the world. Yeah, I know. It's just comedy, man. Yeah. So if a guy like Bill Cosby calls you up, fucks with you like that. Yeah. I don't know. Meanwhile, there's a chick tied to his bed in time. Yeah, time. <laughs> right. He's talking to Eddie Murphy and you hear in the background, <laughs> I'll get to you later. <laughs> TV bumping up. <laughs> Jello pudding. See you. 
get off of Rudy. Well, didn't he buy the Little Rascals? He bought the Little Rascals and stopped it from ever being distributed because it was so racist. That's right. cool. Didn't Michael Jackson do something like that also? It wasn't Little Rascals, but Michael Jackson did something very similar where he bought... Good Times, right? Was it Good Times? No, I don't think so. I think you're thinking of the Beatles. Is it? He bought yeah. the Beatles music. Yeah, he bought yeah. all the Beatles music. You're just completely then, butchering history. And then he put it in a Nike commercial. <laughs> Do you remember that? Okay, Snipes. It might be... Uh, Snopes, rather, says it might not be true. It's false. Oh, oh okay. The uh, Bill Cosby bought the rights to the little, uh, the little Rascals or Our Gang comedies in order to keep them off television because they depict racial stereotypes. False. Spanky, Alfalfa, Buckwheat, Darla, just a few of the easily recognizable names that were found... We're a fond part of the childhoods of generations of kids. Well, what the fuck? Why aren't they on TV? In 1989, the rumor began circulating that entertainer Bill Cosby had bought up the rights of Little Rascals. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, nothing to do with it, of course. King World Productions has owned and licensed the rights to Little Rascals for over 30 years. This series has been syndicated to television many times, and the video rights to some episodes were licensed to Cabin Fever Entertainment in 1997, so Bill Cosby has never owned any part of the rights to Little Rascals. The Claire! Rumor, yeah, so who the fuck owns that shit? Cosby was one of the prominent names who campaigned to pressure CBS into withdrawing Amos and Andy from syndication back in the 1960s. My mom loved that show. Amos and Andy? Yeah, did she uh, did she like yell racial epithets? At no, the she no. There was there wasn't a lot of racism in the house, but two facts: name the cat Sambo, and uh, said she liked Amos and Andy, and even used to do the voice. <sighs> Where'd you grow up? Oomdai, Andy. I I grew up in uh, Southern Maryland, but she's from New Jersey, and that was like I swear to God, these things I'm bringing up make it sound crazy, but these are like two isolated incidences that never really added up to much. But I remember them because they were so weird and out of place in my household. What made you become a comic? What what went wrong? Uh, I don't know. I just whenever I was in um, <laughs> school, I always like had smart shit to say. It just popped into my head, and I had to say it. Like smart. And ass. I wanted the attention. Yeah, smart right. ass shit. And I I liked the attention, and it seemed like the easiest way to get attention, and it seemed like something I was good at. And uh, listen, I, I had an instinct not to be a part of the group for some reason. I don't know why. But it wasn't about my mom liking Amos and Andy. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> You're a funny motherfucker, Matt Fultron. Thank you, Joe. Thank you for coming on here, man. And uh, tell people where they can reach you and where they can uh, buy tickets for this fucking fantastic tour you're embarking on. Check out thefullcharge.com and the come out to the charge. shows. Come out to the shows if you live on the West Coast. Northern California, Portland, Oregon, Seattle, Washington. I'm making your theme song. The Full Charge. The Full Charge. Tonight, Comedy Store, Return of Me. Um, that's it. <laughs> See you soon. A lot of other people on the show too. Who's on the show? Full uh, charge. We got a bunch. The full of charge will be on the show. <laughs> full charge on the show. Full charge. Full Brody charge. Stevens, Eliza Slutwood, Tony Nice breasticles. <laughs> a couple uh, the, the the Kill Tony girls are going to be there. Me. Holla, it's gonna be a holla, lot of surprises. Holla. All right, we we'll see you, Fox. We love the shit out of you. Right. And I'll be back next week. Lots of cool guests. This thing keeps fucking moving along. Train kept it rolling all night long. Much love. Big kiss. Mwah.